across the UK, online and on DAB. He has made a covenant with the night, and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number, the late night alternative. Good evening, Alistair. Evening. Evening. Is that Ian? Yes, is that Alistair? How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, I'm... A bit weird at the moment. What does that mean? Drunk? Drunk? A little bit. Give us a call I've when you're sober. You, Give us a call when you're sober. I don't like you when you're drunk. And I, I worry that me talking to you on air when you're drunk is in somehow enabling you. And I don't want to enable you, man. No, I don't enable you as well. No, you don't enable me. But you, you, but, but I feel uncomfortable no, talking you do. to you. No, you do. Because what you do every day yes. is you, you say you hate callers. Yes. And, uh, Alistair, I Alistair, are you about, Alistair, are you about to have a go at me? There we go. <laughs> Had to dump that. There we go. That's it. I mean, Alistair's one of our many listeners who has issues with alcohol, and we say many, many times, don't call us when you're drunk. Alistair, that was your last chance, man. Last chance? That was the last chance, wasn't it? Hang on a minute, Sam. Let's Sam. Let's get that open. Um, that has got. I mean, I think so. Oh, um, how many coming over the horizon? I saw it. Yeah. How many times has he told me to f off now? How many times is that? Was that four? And uh, called me a C at least twice. Yeah, I think we're done. I think we have to be done, mate. Honestly, Alistair. Here's the thing, right? We had, we took a really um, we we took a um, a call last night from a young woman, a woman uh, in the fifties, actually. Um, oh, okay. Here we go. Tamara. Uh, so Tamara, our guest, was expecting a call at eleven. Oh. Now, so we'll we'll call her at eleven if we she's cool. That. If she's cool with that, we'll call her at eleven. Now, I wonder whose fault that might be. Well, let's not apportion blame, shall we? <laughs> I'd, well, I'd like to. Did you? Did you get the timings wrong after I said to you? Have you double-checked the time difference in the States because you got it wrong once before? Did you? Right. There's been a lot of to and fro and we changed days, remember? I'm just looking at the email. Yeah, I did say 11 o'clock. OK, oh! my bad. <laughs> it's Graham Nash! No, it isn't, because we've got a phone number for her. I, I genuinely... Graham Nash? What happened with Graham Nash was the PR woman went on holiday I and didn't give me the um... number. I'm so in love with you as a human being and as my best friend because we had this conversation, right? We so, but anyway, we've we, we got an amazing guest coming on. We've uh, got Tamara Simmons, who's the executive producer of Surviving R. Kelly, the show that we have been banging on about um, for about a week now, and it's incredible. Um, and we're, we're so thrilled that she's coming on and so lucky because I think this is the most important TV show of the last 15, 20 years. I think it's an incredibly huge story, and I cannot believe that, that it's not getting the... It should be front-page news, right? And it's not. Here or in the states, um, and we've been. Uh, uh, Catherine has been talking with Tamara and, and, and people in Tamara's office for the last week or so. She said, "Right, we're all set." I said, "I don't, you know, I don't want to bully you, but can you just double check you got the time difference right?" Yeah. 
So, because once before you didn't I did, get... I did, right? I got the time difference right. What I got wrong was having a sleep in between. Tamara's coming on at 11. Let's uh, talk about Surviving R. Kelly, which is the most incredible show. Here's the thing, right? Late Night Alternative, I'm Ian Lee. Who are you? Catherine Boyle. This is a show about fun and laughter and joy, and it's celebratory, and we have some wonderful, wonderful guests and some wonderful, wonderful comedy themes. We're going to carry on with the heavy petting zoo t- tonight, which was fun and was vulgar and was rude and was naughty, and I know a lot of you liked. Um, and um, but, but, but then we also talk about mental health. I talk about my mental health, about my divorce, and, you know, kind of like that. And it's not... The show isn't all about that. It was maybe 18 months ago. It got a bit heavy, and we kind of knocked that on the head when we got the figures in. Um, but this is a real... I don't want to say this is a safe space, um, but to a certain extent it is, uh, in as much as people can phone us up and, and at their lowest point, and we will not turn them away, all right? And we will do our best to help them in the tiny, tiny way we can. We had that phone call with Chris before uh, Christmas that kind of got a lot of press. And I don't quite know why it got so much press, because we've done stuff like that before. But, you know, a guy who was dying and we held his hand through the radio until the police came and found him and saved his life, OK? And, and, and we had a call last night from a woman who was really struggling. It was in a lot of pain and was suicidal. Was talking, you know, was talking about killing herself. And we had so many... I'm, I'm off Twitter. I've deleted my Twitter, if you're wondering. It's gone. It, it will come back. It's not a permanent thing. So when, I, when it does come back, don't go, ah! It's coming back. But right now, I'm really enjoying not having that Twitter account. Um, uh, but I did notice via my other Twitter account, that, my record company, so many lovely tweets from people saying, oh, well done for talking to Caroline, wasn't it, last night? Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for that. Um, you know, da la la And then there's just like one or two absolute a-holes. A guy called Antsky... Deleted it straight away. Deleted it straight away and then blocked me. Yeah. Oh, does this, uh, is this Ian fishing for his next clickbait thing? It doesn't matter if this one dies, the next one, another one will come on. Clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. What a, di- what a disgusting, what a disgusting attitude from a scumbag. Here's the thing, because that, that tweet, I saw it because it came up on the screen here. And it really played in my mind. It's one, it's one person and one other person. It's a real minority. I know that. And I know most of you are cool with the fact that people can phone in when they're at their lowest. And some of you can't listen to that and you switch off. Some of you don't want to listen to it because you find it boring. You switch off. That's fine, man. Some of you listen because it's gripping and you want to hear the humanity. That's fine, right? We probably lose listeners because we do stuff like that. Um, but, but here's the thing, Antsky and the other naysayers. Do you think I enjoy taking those calls? This is what I've been thinking about all day. Do you think I enjoy talking to a bloke who's who's taken a, an overdose and for uh, at least 30% of that call I thought he was dead? Do you think I enjoy that? That call last night with that poor woman, right, who was, who was in a lot of pain. Do you think I enjoyed that? That I was sat there going, here we go. That was horrendous for me. That was horrendous. No, it's not in any way criticism of Caroline, by the way, if you're listening. I'm, I would like you to call in again, actually. But taking, listening to that poor person in pain, or any person in pain, and I'm not a therapist, I'm not a counsellor, all I can do is share my experience, and, and I've, I've worked with some great counsellors, and kind of share, you know, try and remember some of the stuff they said to me. It's all I can do, right? But I'm a human being, I'm a bloke, I'm a bloke who's just got divorced, living on his own, and is miserable, Right? So do you think, Antsky, that I've got a little boner going on when I get 
those calls. No, because what I do is I feel a tiny percentage of that person's pain, and then I take that home with me, and it's it's it gets in bed with me, it gets up in the morning with me, and it hangs around me all day, all week. I, I've still not got over the call from Chris. I've still not got over it. Right, and again, it's not criticism of Chris, not criticism of Caroline at all. I'm just, and I'm more than happy to take those calls. Um, but how dare you suggest I'm thinking this is great for the show? This is great clickbait. How dare you think that Catherine, as you suggested in your tweet, is is screening the calls to try and find suicidal people so that we can put them in there? The way this show works is Sam answers the phones, doesn't ask what you want to talk about, asks for your name and your number, calls you back. That's it. That's how we've worked it for nearly three years in this place, and that's how we work at the BBC. That's how I've always tried to work it, certainly at Absolute, and for a lot of LBC, once I discovered that trick of not asking them, the callers, what they want to come on. So, so no, Catherine's not there screening for suicidal people. I'm not there rubbing my hands with glee. So shame on you for suggesting that. Shame on you, you scumbag. Right, and here's the other thing. There's only so much we can do for certain people. All we can do is share our experience and our strength and our hope and our stories, Okay, And if that resonates with someone, then that is great. But there has to come a point as well where I have to go, do you know what, actually, you're really damaging to me and I I have to stop engaging with you. And I feel like an absolute c-word when i do that to people that are in trouble i feel like a c when i have to say to someone who's obviously in pain i'm gonna have to ask you to stop calling me i feel terrible feel guilty i feel ashamed i feel like a failure uh so so alistair's call at the start of the show is a real disappointment to me because we've had three or four times certainly two times he's called me called me and Catherine c's and i think another two times where he's told me to f off right because he's drunk okay because he's drunk i'm an alcoholic i'm a drug addict Right? More than an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict, right? So I know what it's like to be in the throes of addiction. I know what it's like, right? I know what it's like to be powerless, to, to, to be pouring and sniffing and smoking stuff that I don't want to put in my body. And I know that it, 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 it makes me an absolute a-hole. Cocaine turned me into just the biggest tosser you could imagine. I was funny. I was funny for bits, for like a tiny, tiny little bit. But then for most of it, I was just, a, I was a dick, right? Um... And the rows I got and the arguments and the fights I got into with people I love because of cocaine, right? So, so me having to say to Alistair, for the third or the fourth time, I think it is, we're not going to take your calls anymore. That makes me feel like a failure. That makes me feel like I've failed a human being. But I've got to set boundaries to protect me, to protect Catherine and to protect Sam and to protect you as well, dear listener, right? So for incidents that when one of them would have got someone a ban from a station for for a lifetime four i think really has to be the limit so phoning up and being drunk is an excuse right it's not an excuse right phoning up drunk and telling me to f off because i'm whatever it was he was saying i was a bully or an enabler or whatever right i'm not having that i'm not having that at all so can we put a warning by his thing don't let him on the station because I'm not, I'm not having that. I'm not having him speak to me. I'm having him speak to you, Catherine, or you, Sam, or you, dear listener. I'm not having anyone do it, right? Why, why are we having a rant at the start of the show? Um, because I do think some people are starting to take advantage of the fact that we are, are, are very open and we are very honest. This is the most honest show on radio. OK, 
okay? It's the most honest show on radio. And there'll be people on Digital Spy going, well, you, uh, you invite it on because uh, you, uh, you go and talk about being miserable about seeing you invite it. Yeah, we do invite it to a certain extent. But also, I have to set boundaries. And the boundaries are, you know what? You call me uh, an effing C four times. I think you're banned. I think you're banned. Good luck. Don't send me an apologetic email. Don't send me an apology on Twitter because I ain't on Twitter. Your emails are going to go straight to the bin. Don't send a tweet to Catherine to try and get round me. Oh, can you tell Ian I'm really sorry? Because she won't tell me. I've told her not to tell me anymore. I'm going to run into mum. I'm not playing that game, okay? So thanks for your call, Alistair. Uh, But I wish you success and sobriety. But I I ain't ever talking to you ever again, unless we bump into each other in in a meeting, in which case I'll be very happy to give you a hug. But until that point, put your phone down, stop calling me. Right? Thank you. 0344 499 1000. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yeah, final thing. We've got some great guests coming up. A couple of people on the Talk Radio listeners page, which is a, is a fun page to go and hang out. It's an unofficial. I would never go to the Talk Radio page. It's a cesspit of Tommy Robinson uh, uh, bum lickers. Um, but the Talk Radio listeners page is a fun page if you want to go that go there and chat with some people. But, but a little bit, oh, I don't, I don't like, like why Ian's getting all these guests on at the moment. It changes the show. Yeah, well spotted, guys. It changes the show. Here's the thing. We only get people in, apart from a couple of... We had a, a, a slight pump with Claire a, a couple of weeks ago and a slight pump with Wendy uh, this week. Was it this week Wendy came in or last week? Last week. Um, and I think they both paid off. Um, but we get people in that we really like, that are creative, that are, are intelligent, and that will bring something different, and that, that can certainly bring some enlightenment to your life. Um, and, and having a Narina Palo, who is one of the best singer-songwriters in this country, in, sat in the studio for an hour and a half, just chewing the fat, that was a gift. I had a complaint. Well, not a complaint. A nice kind of, kind of oh. s- slight moan. Oh, what a shame that she came in and didn't sing. That wasn't the idea. No. She came in to hang out with us. She just wanted. She got in touch with with us, didn't she? Via yeah. one of the producers who works here is a, a relative of hers. She's saying, "Can I just come in and hang out for a bit?" What? Sorry. What, yeah. One of my one of my my top ten singers. Yes. So we didn't make her dance for a supper. <laughs> no, no, not at all. We played one of her songs, which she was mortified by, and she got to listen to Nigel singing. So, so no, we're going to have more guests, and I'm really liking. Here's what I'm liking, actually, which we we we, we did with Claire and Wendy, and we did with Narina. And we're going to do with a few others. I like them coming in for the first hour, and it's they're not just and, and with Sarah, then Sarah Barron, they're not just there to sell the show. That they come in, and this is a new thing from from this year that we've kind of changed a, a little bit without really talking about it. But it seems to have evolved. Uh, where they come in and they're, they're sort of part of the show for the hour. And yeah, we'll plug the shows. Of course we will. We'll sell the record if, if that's what they've got. Of course we will. But we'll also take calls from Caddick and Nigel and from you, dear listener, and we'll we'll play, you know, um, heavy pettings. It will, you know, they, they become... They come in here and it's not an hour of... So um, when, when you first uh, realise... They, they become part of the show and they, pl- they play within the show. Yeah. And we've got loads more guests coming up. We've got Jake Schillingwood coming up from My Life Story who... A band I'd forgotten about, and man alive, I've been diving into their back catalogue. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's coming in next week. Uh, Jim Bob from uh, from Carter. He'll hate me saying from Carter, but Jim Bob at least is better than Jim Bob of Carter. Read his new book to find out why. Jim Bob from Carter's uh, coming in the first week of February for the first hour of the show, just to hang out. He's going to use my um, a quote from me on the front of his book. Is it? Yes. Oh yes. Um, which I'm thrilled about, and we get a mention. You you get a mention in the thank yous. I get a, I get a little mention in the book. It's a, it's a thrill. Um, so they're coming in, and we've got a few more people like that who are going to come in because 
They're funny. I mean, the, the Jake Shillingford's coming in. He's not got a new album out until the summer. He's just going to come in and have a chat. Just because I, 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 I've forgotten that 20 years ago I was a massive fan. And then just this weekend, it was like, oh my God, my life story. What a great band. Are they still great? Let me check. Flipping hell, they're amazing. So the people that don't like the guests coming in, unlucky. Unlucky, really. Here's the thing. You know they'll be here for an hour and a half tops. So if you want to switch off and, and not perhaps have, you know, something new and artistic touching on your soul, then that's fine. And you might not dig all of the, the, the acts, the, the, the turns that rock up. You might not dig Narina. That's fine. But you never know. You might go, God, I've never heard of this Narina Palo. Let me go. Flippin' heck, she's amazing. I've had two or three people contact me on Twitter since really? yesterday saying, who's this? And also, tell me more about Imani. Then our job is done. Then that's it. If we get two or three people interested enough to sniff around their back catalogue, that's our job done. Don't be so rude. That's our job done. So I, I know not everyone's digging the guests, and um, unlucky is all I'm going to say, because someone said before Christmas, you said after Christmas you weren't going to have any guests. I'm sure I said that before Christmas 2017. Yeah. I'm sure, did I say it again That was a pre-jungle before? comment, yeah. I think it was. I remember saying, 2017, I want to not have guests for a while and focus on the, the craft of doing a phoning show. But did I say that again last year? I don't think I no. did. No, and the other thing is that with the get, we have a flurry at the moment. It'll, it'll peter out again because we're not no. going for... See, what a lot of shows do is they wait for the press release to come in and go, no. right, do I want this person? We don't. No. People occur to us in our lives, you know, we might no. hear something on the radio or whatever, and then we go, ah, yeah. Let's get in touch with that person. Oh, it's like my life story. I, th- th- they popped in my head because I've just read Jim Bob, uh, Jim Bob's new book. It's not out until March. So he's coming in to sell a book, which I'm more than happy to sell. But he's also a gentleman. And I read his new book at the weekend. It's brilliant. It's uh, like uh, it's his life after Carter and the reunions and, you know, thinking that he could still sell out quite big arenas and rocking up at venues. Not arenas, sorry. Rocking up at venues and there are 14 people in the audience. It's brilliant. Brilliant, and there's, there's, you should read it, Kath, because there's a lot of similarities between him and me. In that he'll be at an event uh, which he hates going to, and then he'll see someone that, someone famous that he knows and that he's worked with, but he's just can't. He's just too embarrassed to go over and say hello to, in case they don't recognise him. It's brilliant. It's such a good book. But he mentions in there for some reason my life story, and that just sent me off down the little rabbit hole of going on YouTube and going, oh. And so Jake from my life story is coming in just because I sent him a Facebook message saying, "Man, I'm so sorry. I'd forgotten about you for twenty years. I'd love you to come on the radio show, and I'll make up for for you know for forgetting about you." And he's like, "Oh, that's great." So he's coming in. Yeah, and I've so, got someone in my pipeline at the moment. Oh yes, you have. That's got a great one. Yeah, but I'm not saying because I don't want to jinx it. And also, we're going to go out on little missions. We'll start the show in a minute. We're going to go out on little solo missions. I want to hear Kath going out and interviewing people in your pipeline. Mm. That's a great name for a feature. Kath's pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully I'll pull them out of the pipeline. <laughs> so we got... So there's stuff happening, man. And listen, the show is evolving. You know this is the you know this is the best late-night radio show there is. You know it. You know it. You know what you're going to do? Go listen to Duncan? If you forgot, just flick across for a second. I dare oh. you. If, well, maybe we'll show you a bit later on. We'll play. You, we'll play you some Snorbrick. It's Brexit. It's Brexit. You know when we weren't in Tuesday. That's what everyone else is doing now. So just you know, just chill out, chill out, guys. And by the way, not having my main Twitter feed, I have it still for my record label, and I'm using that to to sell some records. You know, I've managed to shift some old rec- old records that we released two years ago. 
Some vintage stock. Some vintage stock, because <laughs> it just dawned on me, we've got loads of new followers that won't know what the first few things were. Yeah. Managed to shift some old records. So I'm, I'm using and the, the, the record label at 7A Records. It's got under a thousand followers, but I'm just using it to sell stuff. But not having the at Ian Lee Twitter. Oh, my God. Precious it's off, right? Oh, it's great, Catherine. Won't be for a... I'm taking my foot off a lot of stuff in that we're doing less live shows for the moment. And actually, I've decided now that January, February, March, I've got enough in there. If anyone offers me a, any weekend slots now, um, between now and, and April, I'm going to say no thank you. We'll have to do it later in the year. I'm, I'm booked. I'm full. I'm done. Um, we'll start the show in a minute, I promise. John in Highbury, put your phone down. You'll never get on my show again, you scumbag. Um, so, uh, so I'm just taking my foot off stuff. I've quit TV. Said to, I, I went into detail and explained that to my agent today, and I said, look, basically, if someone phones up and says, here's a grand for a day's work, of course I'm going to do it. If it's 500 quid for a couple of hours' work, of course I'm going to do it. But what, what I mean by when I quit TV, and I've kind of crystallised it, is I'm not going to go to any more meetings with heads of department, with the head of entertainment at ITV, with production companies who've got the idea that's going to get me... But You know, the, a big meeting about me and Amir Khan going to Pakistan. It's a great idea for a show. We're definitely going to make this happen. Didn't hear another thing since. A, a meeting last year um, with these people that wanted to do a show where celebrities train to be coppers and they go out on the street. And I said, I don't want to do it. And they kept pestering my agent. We think Ian will be great for that. We really want Ian to do this. I kept saying, I'm not interested. I've got no interest. It sounds stupid. We really want... And after a while, I said, I said, all right, I'll meet them. But tell them I don't want to do it. But I'll meet them to be polite. And so I met them. And it was bullshit for two hours. They said, so why don't you want to do it? I said, it sounds it sounds sensationalist. It doesn't sound like my street. It sounds like a lot of work. And I just don't... I don't fancy it if i did it it would have to pay really well and they said well we think you'd be great for it because and they went through all these reasons why they wanted me to do it with like eight other celebrities mm-hmm. and at the end of the meeting i begrudgingly went all right i'll do it i'll do it never heard anything from them again <laughs> never heard anything wow from them again and this was like march this was a year ago this was like march of last year the the ill the rudeness the ill manners of these scumbags that work in television that think they're so flipping important they got me to their poncy drinking club to sit with them for an hour and a half while they told me why they wanted me, persuaded me to go, all right, I'll do it then. They never bothered to phone me up ever again. Never bothered to email me. You scumbag. Everyone's a scumbag. Not even to say it had been shelved or whatever had happened. I don't know if it's been made. Oh. Oh, I think it's been made. Wow. As far as I'm aware, it's been made with other people. That's incredible. This is scumbag. So, so what you're saying is you're not chasing it anymore? No. No, I'm not I'm not going for any meetings. I'm not going for it. Not, uh, anybody that that's, gets in touch with my agency, we've got a great idea for Ian. Okay, tell me what. You tell me when you've got a filming date and a fee, and then, I, and then I'll come along and do it. But I'm not, I'm not putting my name to anything. I'm not going to go, not gonna go and, and suck up to executive producers and commissioning editors and heads of ITV. I mean, all the heads of ITV I met after the jungle. And they go, well, we think you think you're great. We think you can do this. We think you're... Okay, well, where did that go? This is all gone. So no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, all right. If you say you're my free next next Wednesday to film something for Lorraine for five hundred quid to film a couple of inserts for a competition, yeah, am I free? I'm free. Yeah, I'll go and do it. That's it. Well, that's it, guys. You can kiss it. 
And it's just nice to have some clarity on that. Showbiz personally. promises are the most disheartening thing. Well, no. You've had it Believing as well. them. Yeah, you know, I, I, it really got me down to the point where I didn't want to try for anything anymore because I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm exhausted running after this. Yep. This was when I was trying to um, sort out... I, I used to work on... Um, a topical comedy show on local radio, which I know sounds crap, but it was actually brilliant. It had flourishes of brilliance, and it was the only show of its kind on local radio at that time. We were doing something new every single day, you know, and yep. it was just it was just nuts. And it was a three man band, and and actually there was real talent there. And so I got told, oh, you must go and chase this, you know, people people dangling carrots. Come and see us, come and see us, and I'd go nothing. You know, half the time, the person that invited me over there wasn't there. Yep. And I got speaking to someone who was had no clue why I was there at all. Yep. And I remember one particular person who was wonderful, Danny Greenstone, he's not with us anymore, a comedy writer. And he was re- he was the one that said, you mustn't give up. This is, this is where you're supposed to be. Really made me feel like I could do it. Um, and he introduced me to loads of people. And a couple of people were really kind and uh, and did meet with me and, and gave me some really good advice and, and, and some opportunities. But one person in particular lied to him about it wow. and said that she'd agreed to meet me for a coffee. I'm and it was saying, all gonna, wow. Yeah, I believe it. It was all going to totally. be sorted out. And I said to him, Danny, that didn't happen. She never responded to me. Scumbag. So there's a lot of BS out there and it can be really disheartening. And I know for them it's getting out of 10 minutes of discomfort. But actually what it does is trample on people. Just tell me, right, if I rock up for a meeting and you go, oh, oh, no, you don't quite look how I remembered. I don't think this is going to... Tell me. If you if it's a punt, if you're going well, you know, listen, we've got this great idea, and it's it's kind of forty, sixty that it might not. Uh, tell me, don't go. We're, we're going to make this. This is going to be great. We want you to be part of it. This is going to happen. We're yeah. looking at September, October. Is it, this this copper thing? We're looking at September, October. How's that look for you? Could you get the time off work and uh, get stuffed? Get stuffed. Get out of it. I'm not. A kid, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm not. I'm not a twenty year old chasing this. I'm a forty five year old divorced bloke who's got a really steady job on the, uh, the hosting the best late night radio show in the world with my best mate. Um, so no, I'm not. I'm not going to crawl around on my hands and knees and, and offer to lick the tip of your dick <laughs> wow. so that I can go. Oh, no, I'm not doing it. I'm done. No, I'm done. I get it. I get it. Done. Doesn't mean you've got to stop, Sam. You carry on. Oh three four four. We've got Philip, we've got Dion, we've got Alan. We'll come to you in a bit. Sorry, that was a bit of a rant at the start of the show. I guess that was what was on our... It was a purge. It was a purge. <laughs> and not the not the good purge when you can kill people for a day in America. <laughs> 0344 499 The Late Night Alternative. Weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. OK, let's crack on with the show. So at 11 o'clock, we've got Tamara Simmons, who's the executive producer of what I think is, is the most important TV show of, the, of, of this century, I would say so far i can't think of one that's been that, that you know n- not just because about the specific subject of r kelly but also about uh, the treatment of black women the the the, the abuse of women in general uh, and the ability we, we've learned nothing after savile we've learned nothing the other interesting thing is and it's something that keeps coming up particularly on this show because i know that it's an area that we're interested in but the complicity of uh, of yep. the pop industry there we go. There in, we in go. protecting some people over others so we, we're talking to tamara at 11 o'clock and i cannot wait let's um, let's go to these calls we've been waiting for ages good evening philip Hi, Ian. Hi, Catherine. Hiya, Phil. Right? Um, uh, it's only your business. What have you got for us, Phil? Um, I'd just like to uh, plug you for saying saving lives. Are you with me? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, because... Uh, how can I put it? Go on. Um, put it straight in. We help me out a lot. 
you, have you been struggling a bit? Is that what you're, you're yeah, trying to say? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. That's that's um, that sucks. Um, I've come out of the good end of you know what I mean. Things are things are on the I, up. I've been listening to you since September, well August uh, last year. Yeah. And when I got that, you know, that call, Chris. Yeah, yeah. And I phoned you up the next day. Thank you. Just keep up the good work, mate. Well, uh, th- thank you, Philip, and we we both appreciate that. Uh, 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 that is wonderful. Uh, but you're you're definitely on the upswing, are you? Think you're 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 heading towards the light. Yeah. Beautiful. What? what without going into detail, was was there anything that changed? Was there? Did you do something that helps you turn that corner, or was it was it just one of those things? Oh, there's a lot. I had a lot of things on my plate. Yeah. And I, I couldn't cope at once. So did you push um, push some of the things off the plate? Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's what I'm learning. Push yeah. some of those things off the plate. Clear some space on the plate. Yeah, you've got to clear your head, haven't you? You have to. to you have the, to. Get, to get the other information in. And then it works. Well, Philip, um, thank you so much for your call. Um, I, right. I, I'm so, you know, me and Catherine, honestly, are humbled that but listening to this rubbish, two idiots talking rubbish, that's all the show is. That's what it should be called. We're steady on. No, <laughs> One that's, idiot. That's, don't be so hard on yourself, Catherine. <laughs> but the fact that people listening to this and it, and it kind of helps them through a little bit of darkness, then that, that mm. makes my day and that makes it worthwhile, Philip. So thank you for sharing that, mate. It's OK. What about Isaiah Kelly? Is he... Uh... Couldn't he get fined or what? Well, he, uh, well I, I hope he's going to go to prison. You, you, you listen after 11. He's a, he's, um, I nearly made light of it then by saying he's a very naughty man. He's not. He's, he he's, a sex, he's a sex criminal and he's an he's abuser of women and um, it's, it's horrendous. So hopefully, well, one of the questions we're going to ask Tamara Simmons, the, the executive producer, is why is he not in prison? Because mm-hmm. I just can't why understand you, it. Why aren't you coming from papers, though? Say that again. Why aren't you coming from newspapers? Why what? Why don't you come up with newspapers? It's bad. Well, he is bad. He's very bad. You want to watch the series, Philip. Go and watch the series, Surviving R. Kelly. It's, it's a shocker. Thank you for your call. Let's go to Alan Caddick. Hi, boss. Hi, Cass. Where are you? I'm in the bedroom. Where's your phone? I'm on my mobile. Are you on your own mobile, or are you talking into are a you, mobile that you're... Are you on one of those mobiles that goes around a baby's cock? Because this ain't a phone that you're using. Oh. oh, there he is. Hello? Can you on the speaker? Oh, Alan. You talked to him. Have you learnt nothing? I, I can't deal with this. <laughs> What's going on, Alan? Can you hear me now? We can hear you perfectly well. We, uh, before, it sounded like you were in, in one room and your phone was down the hall. There's some of my smartphones. Oh, uh, yeah. Smartphones are not so smart callers. Oh, come on. Alan Caddick, um, unload yourself. Um, I was reading an interesting story in the very mail about someone who had a stroke. All right, Alan, thanks Thanks so much. You, you you keep that vibe. We'll get a new one for tomorrow's show. I really appreciate that. Flipping it. Good evening, Dion. Good evening, Ian. We, we didn't. We, we'll get another vibe tomorrow. Remind me to bring some vibe in tomorrow. And we'll, we'll, we'll just coast tonight. I mean, tomorrow, we'll, we'll, I'll bring double vibe. Uh, just in case anyway, someone sucks Ian. it, sucks it all. Good Ian. Good Ian. Good Ian. Good Ian. and Good Ian. Yeah, I thought I'd listen to the whole show, and I'm fed up with all the other stations. Yes, they suck. Stop listening to BBC well, London. It sucks. Brexit, Brexit and this. this and that. Yeah. And, you know, PC correctness and Sorry? everything. That's why I'm listening. 
Because this show, you're saying this show is not politically correct. Um, no. Um, so is, here we go. Here's a question. What is political correctness? Um, I don't know if because you said it, so I thought you might know. I don't know. You, you said it. Just, I'm trying to say something straight now, which would be um, can't say straight. Rather than calling someone obese. I'd rather say, well, you're fat. OK, well, you can say that. I think I should be able to say you it. Can't, yeah. No, you can say it. Why, why can't you say it? And why, why does political correctness stop you saying it? Because the BBC don't like you saying it. Oh, ah! The BBC on your shoulder all the time, then? Not really, no. I well, don't really... Well, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Now... You, you can say it, but they may not like you saying it. You can say it to me, but I may not like you saying it. But that, but that no one's stopping you saying it. But you I have know. to accept that with with certain words, there comes uh, um, th- th- there's great responsibility. With certain words, uh, you can say stuff. You can come on here and, and and slag off Christians and slag off Muslims if you want. But, yeah, but 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 if you do it if you do it in in a way that is offensive, then I will step in and and, and pick you up. Now that's not political correctness, that's yeah, manners. Oh, oh, no, but I'm quite a. I don't like upsetting people. I'm quite nice. I'm okay. Well then, but but, but okay. Well then, if you know that, and, and fat's an odd one, right? But if you let's stick with it because that's the one you used. If you know that the word fat upset some people. And you're a nice bloke? Yeah. Then why would you want to say fat? I wouldn't. I would say you're on the large side. But you just said... But your your whole... I know these arguments are kind of pointless with you. But you said that your whole argument was that you want to say fat, but you no, can't... I was trying to think of something, or I... It, it's just that these days I can't say anything. If I can... yes, you can. We've literally just we've literally just proven that you can. You can't say anything, but there will. But with with most with a lot of language, there will be consequences. I know. So you have to be careful what you're saying. But uh, weren't, you, weren't you careful before? Yeah, I don't like to upset people. Well, but no the, problem then. But the BBC. Doesn't necessarily. Anyway, we're going to... yeah, I know. I just said it as an example. Okay. Anyway, well, you're you're through to the um, uh, politically incorrect. <laughs> I know. I'm a big fan so of politically incorrect. You're about books with fingers and that. Sorry. Just, I ordered a book yesterday. Books with fingers. Um, Chris Difford. What's that got to do with fingers? Chris Difford. You said no, books no, with fingers. We did, yeah. Squeeze. squeeze. Okay, I've, I'm tripping. Just saying words now. Uh, yeah, the Chris Difford book, some fantastic place. Great book. That's it. I've ordered it yesterday. Good. It's a great book. You'll love it. Read yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I've heard so many people have said, and I love Squeeze. I grew up with them. Oh, did you? Did, what? What? You, did, did, you, did you go to school with them? No, I was sort of seventies. I saw them in a few pubs in North London. Oh. Yeah, oh, it, it was my era. I'm sixty. So you can't say Squeeze anymore, can you? Because of the Me Too campaign. That and that's true. It's political correctness gone mad. Can you repeat that, please? Yeah. I you, can't say squeeze. You're not allowed to say squeeze anymore because of the Me Too campaign and political correctness gone mad. Oh, you're having a laugh. No, I'm not. That's true. You can't say squeeze. Sexist. Sexual harassment, isn't um, it? I, I was listening to your station earlier today. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, nothing to do with this. They're on about the new Gillette advert, the, the Me Too. Yeah, it's good, that, isn't it? I don't know. I don't use Gillette. Well, so it's, only, it's, only, it's only bad for rapists. 
Huh? Sorry, what? I just don't, don't be. That escalated quickly. No, but that's what they're saying. Don't don't be a dick. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right, Gillette, as we all know, is the best the a man, a man, man can get. Yeah. We know that. So let's just go and buy it. Thank you, Dion. Uh, I've not seen the advert. I've got no interest in the advert. I couldn't care less about the advert. It's in all the papers. Oh, it's advert. Oh, Piss Morgan doesn't like the advert. Oh, such and such likes the advert. Oh, it's about ma- toxic masculinity. Oh, it's an advert. It's, it's for razor blades. It's for razor blades. Mm. And that advert was made up by a bunch of um, uh, tossers in suits in um, some, some you know, the 50th floor of some skyscraper somewhere. Going, hmm, man, now let's, let's, what's the scientific formula for creating, um, uh, you know, some kind of controversy around an advert? Well, but this is yeah, they, they know that certain people are triggered by the by the idea of Me Too, and it and it and it sets certain people on edge because they think it's an assault on masculinity. It's not. It's it's just no. saying. Do we all agree no. that sex assaulting is wrong? No, but I don't. I don't. I, don't, I think it's even more. I think you can then peel that level away, and it's just it's it's a dozen blokes, and two women, sat around thinking, right, what. What would the formula be to create... So we do razor blades, right? Everyone knows with Gillette, we do razor blades, right? We're going to do add another razor blade to the thing, so we've gone from five to six. What What's the formula to do an advert that even the late-night alternative that doesn't even talk about this mainstream crap, that even they'll end up talking about it? Oh, let's do a non-rapey... You know, that that's all it is. They've got us talking about it. They've won, so let's not play their game. I wasn't even talking about the advert. Oh, I was talking about the principle. Oh, the principle. Are you silencing me? Yes, I am. Well, I'm being oppressed. Good. I don't like it. No, you don't, do you? No. Well, imagine how I feel as a white heterosexual male for I the can't. last 45 years of my life. I can't imagine being at the top of the pile. No, you can't, but you'd love to be at the top of the pile. You'd I would. Say, yeah. One yeah. day I will be. Yeah, well, one day you I'm won't be. stamp on you. You'd like that, you pervert. You'd love Not it. sure where this conversation's going, so I think we should probably take a break. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The late night alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On talk radio. Hello. Of course, when Alice, I got some new, two new sound effects, and when Alistair swore at me earlier on, I sh- what I should have um, played was, oh, why is it not working? Is my computer on? Lang- there we go. Okay, this is the, this is what I should have played. Language, Timothy. <laughs> Say something silly. Go on. Um, uh, well, you normally do it all the time. So I'm, I'm, not I'm sure just thinking of something specifically silly. Because I've got a great one for you. This is a great little clip. A biddly biddly bong. Catherine, you're such a twat. <laughs> right, young man. Bed. <laughs> That's my baby that turned seven on Sunday. What have you done? I'm calling the Soch. Language, Timothy. Doesn't he sound grown up? He's gone. This is this is the progression of. Um, oh, where? Uh, oh no no no! Oh, it goes. So this is this is him. Uka zaga, 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 uka zaga. That was then. This is now. Catherine, you're such a. T- It's a good one, isn't it? I hope he was saying twit. Was he? Or did you get... Wow, have you weaponised that kid? You know some of the bootleg recordings I've made of my children that I've sent to you? 
Yeah, but now it's been now it's been aimed in my direction. I don't like it. You can have it, Sam. I'll send you the MP3. He wants it as his text alert. Hey, someone, Dan, friend of the show, Dan, uh, who lives in the United States of America, um, and Julian Dave, we're coming to you in a minute, I promise, um, once said he would pay to have all of these soundboard clips. You're a pervert. You want me to do it for you, rub it in? I'm David Babcock and I got my willy stuck in a hoover. I don't want to sell them, but it, uh, if someone could tell me an easy way of, like, making an online soundboard... And uploading these so that you can play with them at home or use them as ringtones or, you know, text alerts or whatever. I'm more than happy to do that. I'm more than happy to give that stuff away and put it out there. But I don't know how. So I don't know if there's anyone that could build an app for us, like a free app. Or if someone could tell me a way of just somewhere that I could give it to you but without actually me having to do any work. I'd be up for that. I'm totally up. I am totally He's up. He's definitely up for no work. I'm up for sharing this. Aren't your balls normally held back by your willy? I'm up for sharing the great philosophies of this show. <laughs> um, but so someone can, no one answered my question. Some, someone, I'll show you in a bit. Someone can um, can help with that one. That that would be um, <laughs> that would be awesome. Now this this is turning to. I, I, I think we need to start more shows with an angry um, rebuttal. Um, to uh, aimed at eighty percent of our listeners, we need to violently um, eject them. E- eject our listeners at the start of the show because this is a great show. No one's listening because they've all turned off because we told them to. But it's a great show. Good evening, Julie. Good evening. Um, I'm phoning you because I've watched the Surviving R. Kelly series. I watched it a couple of weeks ago oh, when it first came out. Yeah, what do you reckon? It was one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Um, I just I watched it with my daughter, who's twenty, yeah, and it just played on our minds so much. And I cannot understand how him and all the people around him are not in prison. Well, here's the thing, and then Kath mentioned this earlier. You're right; the people around him are complicit. There's, there's like his. Um... He's only in, I think, the first two or three episodes. He's, he's sort of tour manager and road, man, road manager and assistant. Who's... You, it took me, like, episode two to suddenly go, no, hang on, you you were there. You were actually there helping get these girls. You're yeah. as involved as he is. And also, someone's keeping them in those rooms, and it's not just him. They're frightened to use the phone. You know, it can't I be know. just him. I, it was just... So- of course it's not just him. And even that guy who was boasting that he'd forged... Um, oh, was it Aaliyah, her mm. name? Her, forged oh, her age yeah, on yeah, yeah. the marriage certificate. That's the guy I was talking about, yeah, yeah. How can they get away with it? Well, and, and this is the thing. And then we've got, we've got Tamara Simmons coming on, who's, who's the exec producer of it. And I, 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 this is the, 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 is the overriding question. Is I do not understand how he is not... In prison now, maybe obviously the whole the whole sex videotape thing. He managed to get away with that, okay? Yeah. And, and maybe it's as simple as no one else has pressed charges against him since. Maybe it's as simple as that. I don't know. Go on, Kathy. You're going to say something. He manages, you know, money. I think money talks, and also he has power still, even though financially he's not what he was. And um, actually, now people are shutting him down yeah. right for, on the radio and stuff. But yeah, there are enough hangers on whose livelihoods depend on it that. He gets backed up, whatever he says. He must. He must have the police in his pocket. I would. I would. Well, think. did you notice it was episode five or six 
there was an interesting point where uh, they they just almost as a throwaway comment, the narration said he was tipped off about this by his friends in, I yeah. think, the Illinois Police Department. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. So, yeah. I, I, and that was one of the things. Um, that's how Savile got away with it, uh, Julie, is because he was friends with all the, 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 the police. It only takes one. Yeah. He, was, he would have the police around to his right. for card games and he would buy them stuff and he would go, you know. So he, he, he has to have some of the police in his pocket. He has to. Also, if people are still really impressed by him, aren't they? And people don't want to believe that it's happening. There were women outside that courtroom, there were women outside his concerts who were saying, I don't believe, you know, they didn't believe other women. I don't believe yeah. it. This isn't him. They're just trying to bring him down because he's a strong, powerful black man and so the world's against him. And so they, you know, they, they chose their own version of what happened, despite the fact but that I- all these women are talking about the same thing. I don't understand how anybody could not believe those women on those that had been filmed. I mean, there's no way they're lying about that. Well, I wonder if this... I know there was a thing on BBC Three, sex, R. Kelly, Sex Lives and Videotape, or Sex Lies... Sex Girls and Videotapes, which I didn't watch. But it's on BBC Three, no, which is kind of that. a... OK, again, it's not a mainstream channel, channel really. Um, so maybe this documentary is the first time that all of these girls, these women, have told their stories together. You know, if, if, if one mm, girl comes yeah. forward... I'm, I'm, this, is not, this argument doesn't hold much water. So, so uh, you know, one girl comes forward. Ah, she's lying. A year later, another girl kind of pops up in a small little story in the paper. Ah, that don't believe... But when you've got girl, woman after woman after woman after woman and parent... And, and his parent, ex-wife. And his ex-wife and, and his parent children. And, and stuff like that. When you've got yeah. them just bang, 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 all together, all cut together, then... You, you have to believe it. You have to believe it when you see it like that. But surely they're going to do something now. Well, now there, this has come out. I've seen a few stories in the uh, online press in this country of things that are sort of trickling through, like the woman who um, says that he gave her herpes. And, you know, so... It, yeah. That, but here's the thing as that's well. That's what in, they're going for, those in, bits. In America, more so than here... Money can can money can buy you freedom. You get look different at, kind of justice. You look at OJ. You look at Michael Jackson, uh, and also that first court case about the urinating on a fourteen-year-old girl. Oh, that God, um, yeah. that that got delayed for six years because he had excellent lawyers that could delay it for six years. Suddenly, you got a six-year-old case. She's not fourteen. She's twenty. It, the, the the excitement and the Ferrari has died down. So he gets another case. He can delay it for years. And it, yeah. money can buy you freedom in America. The whole justice system is bent over there. Do you think um, he'd have got away with it like that over here? Mm. Uh, Well, I look at Savile, who got away with it. Mm. Um, I... I That's a really good question. I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one, isn't it? It's a real tough one. And I... I mean, eventually, I would you would like to think so, but I mean, Glitter, Gary Glitter didn't go to prison. He went to prison for child pornography in the nineties, I think, but he didn't go to prison for actual rape uh, until about right. five years ago. You know, and 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 yeah. Ralph Harris didn't go to prison until about five years ago, and Stuart Hall didn't go to prison until about five years ago. So, and, and that's you know, year decades after. It started with was, those men. When you said that, I was going to say there was a, there is a racial dynamic in America that is different from the one here, but I'm not sure how different yeah. it is. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's a fine line, isn't it? Uh, I re- I'm really not sure. What was it like? Um, 
Listen, I'm coming at it from a, from a bloke. I'm a bloke watching it, and I don't have daughters. But what was it like watching it with your 20-year-old daughter, who's, you know, not much older than a lot of the women, a lot of the young girls in that programme? It was very interesting, because there's things that have happened to both myself and my daughter in our lives that would relate to that. Yeah. And so I was quite concerned about her watching it. Um, but I'm glad she did because women, young girls get accused of lying all the time about things like this and it made her see that she weren't the only one. Um, Julie, I I really appreciate your call and sharing that with us and, and, you know, lots of love to you and your daughter and and keep listening because after 11 we're going to speak to Tamara, the executive producer, and and, um, hopefully... Uh, we might get a few questions answered as, you know, th- th- yeah. where we're both scratching our heads a little bit. OK, right. Thanks a lot. Oh, thank you, Julie. Thanks, I really Julie. appreciate that. That was, a, that was a great call. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Dave! Hello. We've not, we've oh, not got much like time, Dave. I know, I know, but I've only got a few entries for the, the um, heavy petting zoo. Go on, do it. Go on. <laughs> bit inappropriate, but that's I know, I know, but go on, what you got? Uh, clam. Is a clam alive? Clam is a, a rock, though, isn't it? No, no they're fish. It's, a, it's oh. a mollusk, isn't it? Clam, yep. Mollusk, yeah. Yep. Uh, snapper. Jesus Christ. Yes? And obviously cock. Right, thanks so much for your call, Dave. I, re- I really thanks. appreciate I'm, it. I'm so glad we squeezed that I in. know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, maybe we'll do that after midnight. Leave a little bit of space. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee. Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. On air and off the leash. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Evening, dear listener. It's Ian Lee and you are... Catherine Boyle. Welcome. Um, we just keep you, Stay off the phones for a little bit because we've got a guest coming up. We've talked about this show a lot the last couple of weeks because I'd heard about it and I'd read bits and pieces about it and I thought, well, it can't be as bad as everyone's saying. It can't be. And 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 it was... I'm talking, about, of course, about Surviving R. Kelly, the show that we, we, we've we watched online. It's going to be screened legitimately uh, in the UK soon, starting on February the 5th on the Crime and Investigation Channel. It should be... I think it should be on, like, BBC One or something. To me, it is the most... <coughs> excuse me. I think it's the most important TV show of the last 15 years. It's, it's an incredible story of um, abuse of power, of abuse of fame, of abuse of women... Of um, it, it, it's horrendous, it, and it, I do not understand why this is not the biggest story. I was going to say showbiz story, but you know what I mean. I don't understand why this is not the biggest story at the moment, and um, it's an incredible series. I really, some of you might find it triggering. It's very upsetting. It's very graphic in its description. Um, but it, I think it's really, really important. I'm so thrilled uh, we've got the executive producer. We've got Tamara Simmons on the line from America. Good evening, Tamara. Good evening. How are you guys? Um, we're really good. We're really sorry that we called you up an hour early. That's totally my fault. <laughs> I was too eager. No, hey, it's better to be early than late. That's what, that's what we thought. Hey, listen, congratulations on the series Surviving R. Kelly. I know it's a weird thing to say, con- considering the subject no, matter. Really? Uh, but we watched it. We've seen all six episodes. 
honestly, I think it's the I think it's the most important TV series of the last fifteen years. How did you get involved? How, how did you end up working on this, Tamara? Well, thank you guys for the support and everything, um, and being able to speak on your platform today. Um, we're learning it. So about August of 2017, I was a partner of mine. Tamara, sorry to interrupt. Ever so slightly, we, we've just we've just lost you ever so slightly. I don't know if you've moved. Oh, if you, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you there. That's so it. Don't move. Sorry, go on. Okay. Carry on. Go on. Uh, so one of my producing partners, uh, Jesse Daniels, we were looking at some articles, and we were just like, you know, these new allegations against R. Kelly, which we were familiar with the allegations about 10 years ago, um, but we didn't know that there was going to be these new surfacing articles that were going to come about. And so we just, you know, we saw the family that was there in the news, and I reached out to them. And I just wanted to hear more about their story, their fight to find their daughter, or hear from their daughter. And from there, we were introduced to other survivors who also had been um, in contact with the family and confided in them regarding their situation with R. Kelly as well. So there's a whole community has built up around, amongst the the women um, who have been victims of R. Kelly, then there's there's support amongst the, the the survivors. Yeah, it's almost like you talk to one person and then you realize that there's another person that was in the same situation. So then you become like this sisterhood. Yeah. Um, and then you try to heal each other and say, you know, they shared stories, and then there's some survivors who didn't meet until our New York screening. So they they didn't even know some of the other survivor stories wow. until they met uh, recently in December when we were in New York. And then some of them didn't even know their story until it actually aired on the documentary. Um, um, it's, it's horrific. It's horrific. I was, listen, let me put it in context from my point of view. I was aware of the, the sex tape allegation and that demeans what it is you know it's, it's it's video footage of r kelly sexually well paying and sexually abusing and urinating on a 14 year old girl and i was aware of that when it happened and and then that story kind of went out i don't know about you Catherine. it kind of went out of my focus and i thought that that had been resolved legally i don't really know what that means by, by that um but i thought that that was that they maybe they proved it wasn't him. His or... career continued, yeah. and it seemed like he hadn't been harmed by it at mm-hmm. all. So you know, over here you can be forgiven for thinking, oh well, uh, then that that's that then. But watching your documentary, it turns out that, I mean, it, he managed to use the kind of it wasn't me defence and get away with it, even though there is there are people who know the girl in question who say that is my friend, that is my family member. I mean, it's just... I, we just can't work out why this guy's not in prison. Well, that's the, that, right, that's the question, well, Tamara. Why is he not in prison? Well, I think, as you can see in the documentary, one of the jurors had stated um, regarding why these women couldn't be trusted. Yeah. And it was basically off the exterior of their person. So they said, oh, you have those kind of clothes on, you have those kind of shoes on, you look like that, we don't believe you. There's no way that this man with so much money, power, and fame 
can do anything like that to someone like you. And one of the big things, I, I, I was reading this on Twitter, and it does get mentioned, I think, in episode five or six of the show, is that... Um, it's because they're black girls. Is 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 because they were black girls. Now, if he were, if he were were um, locking up, holding prisoner, having sex with white girls of fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, then the the police would would kind of swoop down on him, and this would be a huge thing. Because it's black girls, eh, it's kind of it doesn't matter so much. Is, is, is do you buy that theory, Tamra? Um. Well, you have, you know, campaigns like Me Too Movement and Color for Change. That is the reason why those organizations are in existence mm. today, um, to kind of help, you know, put a barrier. I mean, actually, I'm sorry, not to help put a barrier, but to destroy the barrier yeah. where the black girls' voices don't matter. Um, so I do believe that race has been a factor in the past, and we do believe that if these women were of a different race, that there may be a different outcome today. Maybe 10 years ago, if it was a different woman, um, these women would not be in the situation that they're in currently today. There was also the suggestion, Tamara, in the documentary that, you know, elements of the black community Mm. actually were complicit because they were protecting this guy. It was kind of, well, you know, here's a guy who's done well, everyone's out to get him. And we heard that over and over again from women outside his concerts and outside the courtroom. Yeah, and I mean, that's pretty much in the black community, you know, you've listened to this man's music for 20-something years, and he's been a part of your family culture. Mm. So there was a sense of that. It's almost like we know him, we don't know you. Right. And there's no way, and still, you know, they look at the survivors and they say, oh, there's no way he would be with that person. What? What? what there, there is actually some beauty in this show, and the beauty is the dignity with which the um, young women who have been abused by R. Kelly, with which they speak, the dignity. Uh, the, 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 two, the, the, the couple that really struck me. I mean, they all struck me, but the ones that the two that really got me, um, Alice and Angelo Clary, whose daughter mm-hmm. Azriel, uh, he, she's been sort of, I, I don't know what to say, do I say prisoner? Yeah. She's been in the R. Kelly clan cult for three years and they've not seen her for three years. And the dignity with which Alice and Angelo conduct themselves, um, mm-hmm. as a dad, I can't Very. even begin to imagine what that's like for them. Yeah, and that's what Angelo has stated, um, even in the documentary and in his interviews, he has stated that he felt less of a man because... He, here he is, this father who had a great relationship with his daughter, and this man could just come in and do this and destroy their family. And that was another thing that was said outside the courtroom by the supporters, which was, you know, why are these girls being allowed to do that? Where are their parents? Actually, a lot of these people did have really loving families yeah. around them, and he still managed to manipulate them. And that was something that was, was really underlined by the documentary. I mean, Ian and I were watching Alice and Angelo go to the um, studio oh. that part in the final part. And I'm not going to spoil it, but it broke our hearts because we were rooting for them. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and they're still fighting for her today. But, you know, at the time, they're just like, this is our daughter's career. And what you don't see in the documentary is, you know, they told her, you can't be with this man while we're not around and gave her certain rules. But of course, you know, she's a regular a teenager um, and she broke those rules. I have to say, and then, the, the, sorry, go on, carry on, Tamara. Sorry, finish your point. I was just going to say he took advantage of that. Yeah. 
Listen, we don't want to give we don't want to give any uh, spoilers. Is again, is another strange word, but 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 th- there are a few fist, you know, pumping the air moments, and and without ruining it for people that are going to watch it, and we'll, we'll we'll tell people where they can watch it again in a bit. Um, but is is Michelle Kramer, isn't it, that who who goes to the hotel where she thinks her daughter Dominique is staying? Have I got that right? That's the right mum, isn't it? Yes, Michelle Kramer. She's the what a legend. Dominique's mom. Yeah, that's what she said. I had no idea people, you know, were going to respond to her the way that they have. But even um, while filming that, we didn't even know that that was going to happen. It, I'm not trying to ruin it for anyone no, else. No, exactly, but... and we're not going to ruin it. But but we were watching that episode literally on the. We we both leaned forward on the edge of our seats. And um, I mean, they're all, all. Everybody in there is a hero. All of all of the the women, all of the parents are heroes. But man alive, when she she got the 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 gajones to go and do what she did, oh my god! And 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 that's it, isn't it? These aren't girls. These aren't kids that have been abandoned by their parents, as Catherine said. These aren't you know girls on the fringes of society, vulnerable girls looking for love. These are these are kids who who come from you know good households with parents. That love them. Yes, and um, you know, whenever you're trying a certain age, you're gonna want your freedom and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, you can see how um, in the documentary how Michelle was trying to allow her daughter to have that freedom, um, and then why that freedom? You know, she wished that she never did that, um, but at the same time, she's you know, I, she's still thankful that. You know, she has a relationship with her daughter. Yeah, there's, there's no point in blaming the survivors. Actually, oh. the person who's done wrong is quite obvious who, who's done wrong in this what scenario. Has, um, what has, because this is, I think this aired a couple of weeks ago in the States. It's about to start airing over here on, on the 5th of February. What has been the reaction and what, if anything, has changed over there? Well, here in the U.S., you can see that there's so much support that's coming from celebrities such as, like, Jada Pinkett Smith and rappers and, you know, Celine Dion taking her music down and things like that. So it's been an overwhelming response in support of these women, and the women are just thankful because they didn't know how people were going to take this. You know, they didn't know if they were going to accept what they said or anything. Very brave of them. You're right. You're very brave of them to come forward and to sit in those, uh, sit in, the, in that chair in front of the camera and and share really intimate, personal details of abuse, knowing that there is a chance that there will be people watching going, "Well, this is rubbish." Mm-hmm. She she's obviously making this up. And one particular woman, Sparkles, lost family, you know, uh. contact with her family as a result of speaking out, but she continues to do so, and that just is testimony to the passion involved in this and she just feels i know that she particularly feels responsible she could never have foreseen what happened there um i just think they're all remarkable women and i noticed that you know there are people who still speaking out and saying and r kelly of course is denying it all and suggesting that he's going to sue but you know he yeah, said Tam- that sort of stuff before Tamara, has he sued you guys yet has, has, has r kelly sent you legal <laughs> papers yet well, we received several different things from his attorney, so, and of course, the, our legal team is looking and vetting all of those. But nothing to stand on at this moment. Yeah, and and it, it, for him to go to prison for these for these these crimes, does it now take 
I, I don't understand the, the British system, let alone the, the American legal system. Does it take for one of these women to to take him to court? Do, 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 does that have to happen for there for, to be a chance for him to go to prison? I think there's several different um, possibilities for, like, crimes that have been committed, um, but the legal system pretty much is handling that. Mm-hmm. I, I also want to raise the fact that Aliyah's family are, are, are criticising the documentary and saying that it's lies and, uh, and they're not going to stand by. Have you heard from them too? I haven't personally heard from them either. Mm. Um, Tamara, how did you how did you feel? I mean, cause here's the thing: it, you know, we make TV programmes, we make radio programmes, and then we like to at the end of it go, "Well, that was good," and we feel very, very proud. And you should feel proud of yourself because you've told an incredibly important story. But 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 how how do you f- you feel about the series and about the impact and about the the support that it's garnering? How do you feel about it, Tamara? I think we all were kind of overwhelmed with the amount of like support mm. that you know we've received from it. But I think at the same time we're happy for the survivors because it's allowing them to heal. Mm. Yeah. And so that there's like a sense of we're proud of ourselves to be able to convey such a story, but also happy for them because this allows them to be able to heal in, in places that they didn't even know that they were going to be able to. It must be so important for them to feel believed and that they've spoken. And Yeah, they um, at first had some type of like, you know, they were like, what is this? How is this going to be perceived? Um, did I do the right thing? So they questioned themselves all the way up until I think the third is when it aired here in the U.S. And so they were just like, we don't know what people are going to say. So they were texting and calling me on the second, on the first, <laughs> yeah. really nervous. Yeah, I bet. And I they bet. were like, you know, they were calling me saying, am I going to be in this episode or when am I going to come up? Just tell me when I'm going to come. So they're very anxious. Yeah. Um, they just want to kind of get it over with. Um, Tamara, listen, we, we, I wish you the best of luck. I think everybody, we've been talking about this this show for the last couple of weeks, and I genuinely, this isn't, you know, me hyperbole or anything, I do think it's the most important TV show of the last 15 years at least. It's a really important story that I think exposes, you know, uh, abuse you of women, so abuse of black women, uh, abuse of power, fame, I, it, you know, and, and let's hopefully, hopefully this scumbag, this pervert, this this pedophile, this you know, this, this abuser will, will face justice of some kind hopefully um well done tamara and and, and um we we really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your thoughts with us it's, it's a great program so thank you thank you so much thank Thanks, you very tamara. much and there's tamara simmons she's the executive producer of surviving r kelly it's going to be on legitimately on the crime and investigation channel on february the 5th um one episode a week on tuesdays i'm going to be honest we saw it on on a hooky website it's out there if you want to watch it um, I, yeah, I don't think crime investigation are going to sue my ass. Watch it there, obviously, if you can. But it's out there. I, I think as long as you get to watch it, uh, it's 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 incredible. It's incredible. And and, and you'll watch. I, I, you know what? I probably made jokes about the P tape. I probably did back in the day. I probably did because um, we didn't know how it ended, did no, we? No, 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 no. And 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 when you look at it, and they they say in the series that um, a video of you know a thirty odd year old man, whatever he was then paying and then urinating on a 14-year-old girl, how that became the punchline for, for, for jokes, 
I felt ashamed. I felt ashamed. Yeah, I, I made jokes about that. I felt ashamed. Um, do watch it. It's uh, it's incredible. Yeah, it's one of those things you won't forget. When yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know this show. We do clunky gear changes. We can go back to messing around and being all frivolous and silly. If you'd like, the switchboard is empty. 0344-499-1000. The Late Night Alternative with Ian and Catherine on Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. <laughs> 0344 Four nine nine one thousand. Late night alternative. Talk radio. I'm Ian Lee. She's Catherine Boyle. Sam's answering the phones. Feisty first hour. A little bit sparky. Um, that's the way it goes. Uh, give us a call about anything you want. You know, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. So I had a weird old um, thing. I've been about this all week. On Monday, I got a knock at the door. And it was, it was this, it was like a geezer was there. It was a geezer. Oh, gosh, you was don't it? get many of those at the door. No, 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 it was a geezer. All right, mate, yeah. Uh, he went straight into it. He, was, he didn't he, do the, don't worry, mate, I'm not selling anything. No, because he was selling something. Uh-huh. It was spiel. He went straight into spiel. And what it was, he was holding a framed photograph of a picture, a framed photograph of my house. It wasn't a framed photograph of a picture. It was a framed photograph of my house, but taken from high up in the sky. He went... Straight into it. And he didn't look at me. Right. So it's like, you're me. And then he went, yeah, all right, mate. Um, Listen, I've just been taking these aerial pictures of this. I've been doing it for years. The house down there has got one from the the 80s that I did. And uh, I've been doing it for a while. And um, this is your house. And and, and I would have done it a bit sharper. And I would have have gone a little bit higher. I do it with a drone. And uh, basically, I'm selling this one for 65 quid. You can get bigger ones. And he was doing this. this There's a picture of my house. I had absolutely no interest in this picture whatsoever. But he's framed it up. What if you didn't want it? Well, <laughs> exactly. And he, he did the thing and I went, do you know what, mate? I'm not really interested. Oh, well, OK. Well, it's, it's 65 quid. I mean, I could I could do it for 55 for you. I said, I'm really, honestly, I'm really not interested. So then he went down to 45. Suddenly he's dropped 20 quid. The game is afoot, right? And I really wasn't interested. Right? But there's a game and it's afoot. And I can't say no to a game that is afoot. And so I went, I'll give you 20 for it. Oh, no, 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 I, I, I couldn't go that low. I'll go down to 40. And I said, oh, in that case, mate, we'll leave it. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't interesting, so we'll, we'll leave it then. And I went to shut the door. He said, well, well, well okay. I mean, I could, go, I could go as low as 35. I said, look, I'll give you 20 for it. And, um, uh, but otherwise, I'm just, I'm not that, that bothered. He went, oh, he went 25? I went, yeah, deal, fine. Yeah. Now, 40 quid. <laughs> now, and I didn't have any money. I said, I've got the money. So he gave me his bank details and I just did a little bank transfer on the phone because you can do it on the phone yeah. these days, right? And it's, it's a nice picture. I'll probably go in the downstairs loo. It's a nice frame, actually. he probably go in, in fact, I might put a picture of the boys in the frame. But anyway, <laughs> so it's a nice picture of my house taken from above. That you didn't want. That I didn't want. And I thought, 25 quid? That's all, that's all right. That's a bit weird, mate. Why are you taking a picture of my house? Well, he says he's been doing it for decades. What, taking a picture of your house? Yeah. Weirdo. And um, I'll show it to you. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it... Well, I'll, I won't, I'll show it to you. I won't show it to the listeners, because then they'll, they'll, they'll triangulate and they'll, they'll uh, kill me. <laughs> um, but... Um, so, so I bought it. And, and then as I was making the bank transfer, I was thinking, there's a con here somewhere. Now, have I just been con? Is it, I, I, I made the bank transfer and I thought, was, was, is that the con that now he's got my bank details? Well, no, of course not. He's not going to be able to, because I've made a payment, he's not going to be able to then go into my account and suck me off, suck all the money off. But pardon? So, he's not going to be able to go into my account and, and, and suck me dry. Oh, siphon. Siphon you. You won't be able to siphon me off. 
You know, because people be able to empty your room. people can get in and they can just suck you dry. Yeah, just they just they just clamp on and and they 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 suck and they suck and they suck until it's all gone. Yeah, right. I thought, well, he can't do that. I thought he can't do that. I thought no, because it was a one-time only suckage, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I made. I, I, I. In fact, you pushed out rather than him. Oh well, okay. I think you're trying a little bit too hard. We'll end on this one. I made a deposit. Left a deposit. Um, so I was thinking, is that the? And I thought, well, okay, he's got twenty-five quid out of me, but the frame—the frame's probably a tenner. Nah. Eight quid. Nah. Six. I bet he bought them in bulk. Oh, well, uh, abroad. Uh, I've not been there. Bulk, bulk, bulk. The Balkans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes! If you don't call up, this is what you get, darling. The trick wasn't that someone was sneaking around your back way while he was in the front. Oh, the back of my hat, the conservatory's gone. <laughs> hey! No, and I was thinking, right, no one's going to buy for 65 quid. My, my haggling powers are excellent. Thank you, Dad. Um, but, I mean, 25 quid, that's all right, isn't it? Just for. Well, for something you didn't want, that's quite <laughs> expensive. <laughs> oh, shit, I've been done, haven't I? Yeah. I didn't want it. If I knock on your door, you give me 25 quid. But then I posted, well, sure. No, hang on, no, I won't. <laughs> but then I posted online on a Facebook group. 35? I posted online <laughs> on a Facebook, local Facebook group. Has anyone else had this? And then a couple of people said, oh, yeah, we've had that in that, the, that village for years. I live in a village. I'm a village guy now, country guy. He's a village person. And then someone said that they had one when they lived in Suffolk. Then I remembered. Now I'm literally just now. I'm remembering. My mum had a picture of the top of, of the top of her house. This is before drones, so this must have been a helicopter shot. My mum had a picture of. So hang on a minute. Is there a network of dodgepot geezers with either drones or are they doing it from like te- satellite technology? Google Maps. Right. This is the phone. This is you the could phone. just get it off Google Maps. You absolute plum. This is the phone in right. Have you, or, and this is probably more appropriate, have your mum and dad got an aerial picture of their house that was sold to them by a geezer on the doorstep? Let's let's find out what the hell is going on here. This is this is the this is the story. What the hell is going on with these guys? O three four 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 nine nine one thousand. O three four four. The phones are this is the delay. The phones are going to go mental. Have you? Or your parents bought an air... I've never bought anything at the door. I'm not buying dusters from people pretending to be deaf. Oh, no, they were, they're not that when they come at my door. What are they? They say that they're out of prison. Well, even well, if they've stolen them, then, from prison. No, they're just trying to, they're trying to go straight. I never buy... Duster-wise. Door-to-door. Never. Never do it. Never do it. But this guy got me. This guy got 25 smackaroonies. Out of um, well, as you know, we we heard this. I he he, he he cannot enter me and suck me off, but I I happily um, gave it to him. I happily gave it to a strange man at my door. I did it. I did it fast. It was hard, but I did it. I gave it to a strange man at the door. You weren't expecting it either. No, 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 no. Very, very. But it was hard, actually. It was very hard. Imagine if you'd been ready for him. But it didn't take long. It was. It was. It was. It was I was. I was in and out, like that. 
So, this is the phone-in for the next hour and a half tonight, and then the next three hours tomorrow, and then probably, I would say, I would say most of the next week. We may have to cancel Jake Chillingford from My Life Story, because we're going to be doing this. Unless he has, a, unless he's written a song about it. Also, sad news if you um, want to have a Brexit program because we're not, no. we're overriding it. Have you? Here we go. Here come the phones. Have you or your parents got an aerial picture of their house that a geezer has sold them on the doorstep, and how much did they pay for it? Let's see who got the best. You're trying bargain. to make yourself feel better. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So this whole hang on, Catherine. Five quid you could have spent on your children. That's what this whole show is about. Is trying to make me feel better. Oh, yeah. Did you just realise that? Five years into our working relationship, here we go. He's a vile troll, but he might help us tonight. It's Ollie. Good evening, Ollie. Hello, Ian and Kath. Hello. Um, Ollie and I had some great PUBG uh, gaming action. I don't uh, know what that means. Is, is shooting shoots shootsies. We did some, we played some shootsies at the weekend. It was great. Um, uh, anyway, I was the best. We came we came second, didn't we? Uh, there was a lot of like. Top figures like we didn't even get into top ten most of the time. <laughs> we, did, we, 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 we did play a game once where we came second, and it's because I went and did a crazy run of just I ran into a shed and we just started shooting everybody. Is it one of those games that attracts all the racist boys? Uh, well, oh, me and Ollie know. are there, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ollie, have you or your parents got a picture of your house taken from above that was sold to them by a, ma- a door on a man on the doorstep? No, but... What are you calling for then, mate? Come keep the lights clear. No, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Don't come there. I work in the library, and people come in for aerial photos. And I think that's where they might have gotten from before drones. And you you can get a printout for them for, like, pounds... What do you mean they're coming for aerial... What do you mean aerial photos? Explain yourself. They used to do do surveys of, like, buildings. So Mm -hmm. every decade or so, they do aerial photos of everything. This guy... Well, this is the thing. This guy was younger than me, and he said he'd been doing it. He'd come and do one every ten years. Yeah. And the... I've been scammed, haven't I? He come, he, and he said he'd, he'd been doing them as far back as the 70s. Well, what? When you were yeah. five? <laughs> but oh. that's... Like, I, I go through, like, decades' worth of... But how, how, good a, how good a quality are those photographs? Sometimes they're really good, sometimes not so good. Because this is sharp. Mm, I this... think you get a proper sharp one, or it's like Cass thing where they just don't go off. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now, I don't want yeah. that photo. I want my money back because now I've I re- now I know I've been scammed by a guy. Well, you haven't. You bought the thing that you I did. No, 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 no. I no, no, no. I bought a picture that he's taken with a drone. Except he you, didn't. You, He'd been to the library. You bought his tall tales. What you bought? And he was and is... sixty-five quid. He was going to sell it to me for. It is weird, though, Ian. Like, I'm with Kath, it's like somebody's taking a picture of your private property from above. What if you were doing something in the garden? <laughs> well, he was very specific. He said, I took it in September last year. <laughs> and I was like, all right, all right. And then I felt guilty because he said, were you here then? I said, no, I didn't live there then. I did live there. Stop laughing. What are you laughing for? This is serious. This is really serious, Oliver. Ollington. Um, so, right. Well, then, this is... So, but hang on, hang on. Who's taking pictures and selling them to libraries then? Uh, it's just like freedom of information, isn't it? Is you it can not get like anything. Ordnance survey, don't they? Have yeah, to... yeah. They, there's some survey thing that they do, like the, like the council does as well. I don't know. I don't know the 
history, but I just know you can do it, and I've gone through people. Okay, well, Ollie, I hate to I hate to break this to you, mate. You owe me twenty five quid. Well, I get a picture of your private. Property. You don't get the picture. No, 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 no. <laughs> the picture will be destroyed once you pay me twenty five pounds, son. But why do I get that cost? Are you doing anything weird in the garden that will up the price? Yeah, I, I was. I, I dug a hole. <laughs> I dug a circular hole in the ground, and I was humping it. <laughs> <laughs> I was initially going to put my swing ball in there. Instead, I started to swing my balls in there. Oh, right. Okay. Cav. <laughs> yeah. Sam, even Sam's what? like thinking, come on, guys, That'll please. Do, up, up your game. That'll up be... your game where talking, I'm going. Talking about balls. Yes. We haven't got to the, to the bottom of the ball holding the penis back. Well, I know. Language, Timothy. <laughs> Here's the scenario. Uh, let's, let's, let's just re- refresh ourselves on how Catherine thinks male genitalia works. Aren't your balls normally held back by your willy? Catherine, you're such a <laughs> t- <laughs> <laughs> So offensive. Here's the scenario. You're face down in bed. Where are yeah. your balls? Between my legs. What's in or front of in it? In front of my legs. What's in front of it? Or do you put... Pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't be able to sl- you wouldn't be able to sleep if it was anywhere else. I was not expecting peepee. Would you? But what do you mean? Well, I can, right. I can have it in between. You know, like legs. if if Nelly oh, the elephant God. was was <laughs> raising the trunk. <laughs> oh, I've just got that. Do you know what I mean? No, 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 no. She packed her trunk. <laughs> She's an elephant. Yeah. It's a trunk. Oh, the brief. Yeah. I've only just got that. That's what it means. <laughs> a trunk, a nose. Yeah. Yeah. So she's not packing. But also, a... it's a case, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is it's she a not playing words? Is she packing? She's not packing a big case. Is she packing? No, is she packing a big case? She's probably both. You can't. Pack you can't a... pack a trunk, really. You put water. Oh, so up, I was right. Stick water up. So it. I was right. She has got a big, heavy suitcase. Uh-huh. But she also has a trunk. Which is ridiculous, because she's so, an animal. I mean, why so, would she have a suitcase? Well, she needs it so they eat donuts and clean themselves. They need the trunk. Very clever. Very clever song, that I didn't realise. Anyway. What is she'll be coming round the mountain when she comes about? Well, my granddad Joe told me it was about my grandma Florence, and I believed it for many she years. She used to come a lot, did she, around mountains? Well, I've got a feeling I was caught in the middle of a joke I didn't get. Right, OK. <laughs> now, so, so in gra- retrospect... What was her name? Grandma... Florence. Grandma Florence. So she used to come a lot... <laughs> Around no, uh, no, Ollie, please, mate, please, don't, mate, don't. So, Grandma Flo- your Grandma Florence used to come a lot around the mountain. around mountains, and she was coming when she came. Well, aren't we all? Who, who was the mountain? Uh, you, I think it was like the Pennines. There weren't off. very uh, many you, mountains you, where what? you don't have to take this from him. He's a vile troll. <laughs> I'm cutting this. I'm cutting this loser off. He's being offensive. <laughs> He's being offensive. Honestly, I believed it. And my granddad said that he caught her in the wild. He had a big net. He found her in the jungle. Oh. Believe that as well. Gosh, I believe so many things. Was she wearing pink pajamas when she came, or was she whipping? Well, off? so so the story goes. Uh, here's a here's a what I like to call a, t- a text from Katie Fraser. My dad and stepmother didn't have an aerial picture taken. Oh, thanks for sharing. <laughs> but if you didn't have a picture taken, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. But between but but do that between one. And four o'clock in the afternoon. But a local artist came round to their house and decided to ask whether he could paint a picture of their house. It was a great picture, too. So hang on a minute. So this guy, D.G. Simmons, whatever his name was, his name was something like that, he hadn't taken a picture. He'd just gone to the library where they take a picture every ten years. And I feel so... I knew there was a scam. 
knew there was a scam. Well, it's not really. If you're happy with it. I'm not happy with it. I didn't want it. I didn't want it. And I've given him 25 quid for something I could have got from the library for free. what you have got. 40 minutes of radio out of it. No, but I've I've booked all next week to do this. That's 25 quid's worth. If you've got a picture of your house from the above or your parents have... Can they, first of all, have I have I got it for the lowest price? I bet no one's got no one was uh, no one was as hard as I was when push came to shove. Okay, um, you played hardball. Uh, oh God, yes, yes, yes. Before you I, relaxed and let him have it, I he submitted to me. He submitted to me. I was hard. I went in fast. I dominated. And I took control of things. And I, t- I turned him round. I turned him round and I went in hard. Yeah, but now in retrospect, you're realising that he's the one that did you. Sam is, is, is actually going, guys, please, really? He screwed me. Um, <laughs> gee, have you got a picture of your the roof at the top of your house? No. However, I've had the dude come round oh. and offer me one. What Now, how? Right, and, and did you see the picture? This was AJ Fitzsimmons. So it must be a whole scam circle of them. Well, or a legitimate business. Out. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Was it was it really like two letters and a surname? Yeah. yeah right, 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 right. Don't keep saying it because I'm sure he's a legitimate businessman and his his services are, are, are great. But mine was two letters and a surname. Well, he's got. Yeah. All right. How much? How much did he want? Right. He wanted a hundred pounds. What the heck? But I called him out. Yeah. Because I had my phone in my hand at the time, and I brought up Google Earth on my phone, and yeah. I went, "There's my house. There's that photo. Oh. I'll give you a pound for it." Um, did you did you get it for a pound? No. But hang on a minute. The images on Google Earth are, are, are rubbish. I mean, it will look the same because because it's the same thing. No, but it might it's the same angle and everything, right? But the, but the images on Google Earth are crap. No, Google Earth images are high quality. Right, hang on a minute. Let me go to Google Earth. They're 4K. Steady. Google Earth. Right, let me go to Google Earth. No, I'm in Google Earth. I'm going to type in... Oh, come on, man. Jeez. How to... Quickly, quickly. I want to see the image of my house. Come on, space. Ian. Pop your zip in. Right, get out of here, you dirty, dirty man. I mean... Um... Okay, so what, how do I what do I do, 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 search? Here are the, the, the skip that bullshine. Search my address. Which you'll notice, dear listener, I'm not. Oh, it doesn't. Uh, um, here we go. Here we go. Zooming in. Zooming in. If it's the same, I'm going to be so angry. Zooming in, zooming in. Well, it doesn't zoom in. Right, how do oh. I? Make... That's not my house. That's a field. All right, so all right, we want to go to there. Oh, this is absolute boulder dash. This is, hang on, this is great fun for you guys. Me looking up my house on Google Earth. You must be loving this. This is award-winning stuff. There's the train line. Right, go go to the ads. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
We have ways of making you talk. Okay, well, I bought a picture that I don't want. Does anyone want to, does anyone want to buy? <laughs> the sarcasm is part of the show. Deal with it, Katie. Deal with it. I like your act, but not when you do it to me. For God's sakes, deal with it. I tell you what the sarcasm was, because what you texted had nothing to do with what we were talking about. Right, deal with it. God's sakes. Get off Twitter, Catherine. I'm off it. Good. Just, here's the thing. You got a problem with, you got a problem with the show? Phone up the show. I tweet the show. Everybody, I'll tweet. Uh, oh, blah, 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 blah. Tweet. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Phone the show. I love it. I love this. Anyway. But thanks for your contribution. It's, it was appreciated, Katie. Um, but uh, if, you know the tone of the show. If you don't, you, you, it wasn't a sarcastic tone. Oh, jeez. Why have I got to explain everything to everybody? I give up. I give up doing... I give up trying to drag you guys up to our level, right? So we'll come down to your level, shall we? We'll, we'll, let's, let's, let's come down to your level, guys. Let's come down to their level. Come on, Kath. Let's stop doing creative art that you got to think about. Let's stop doing intelligent dick jokes. Let's stop doing stuff where you've really got to listen and pay attention. Instead, let's just give them wallpaper. Because that's what they want. They want wallpaper. Well, let's do it. I, I, I know what they want. I know what they want. This is what they want. This is what they want. Here we go. This is what they want. <laughs> this is it. Oh. My God. I'm doing these live. I'm going to play these until someone calls in. This is puerile. Oh, we can go down to their level. So they want. So they want. They don't want to come up to our level anymore. Fine, we'll go down to theirs. Let's do it. <laughs> we got a call, so you, you got you got lucky. <laughs> Brief pause in the proceedings. Good evening, Alan. Hello, Ian. You're right, mate. It's Alan calling. How's it going? What do you want? Just a quick one, really. Yes. Um, I've got a question. I've got a question for you because you know you seem to be going off on one about the pictures. So I've just got a quick question for you. Yeah. My mum, right? I was at my mum's oh, workplace. Yeah. Yes. And they had um, they had all these special posters up on the wall. Oh yeah. And they they had like a Benazir Bhutto commemoration one. Oh yeah. They had a Maya Angelou commemoration one. Yeah, would do. Yes. And I thought to myself, this is political correctness gone mad. Yeah, well. And I said, why can't we have an Esther McVeigh commemoration month? Hey. And anyway, so I talked to my mum's manager and she went, oh, because Esther McVeigh's not dead, it's only dead celebrities. Yep, 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 yep. 
So, I mean, um, what about a Silla commemoration month? I mean, what did you want about Ian? Yeah. Well, I think you should have a Silla commemoration. By the way, how could Esther McVeigh, how can, how can someone so beautiful be, be, be so mean and so dark inside? When I say, when I say Esther McVeigh, I think, God, we're wrong inside, Esther! She had a, she had a reputation for being really rude to and hostesses, and you can't lie over did. But can, can I ask you something, Ian? Silla Black had a reputation for being rude to air hostesses. Don't surprise me, actually. Good for Absolutely. her. Absolutely. Good for her. I want more. I want more stars to be rude to to minions. Just air hostesses. Can, can I ask you something though? Just, Ian? I don't know. I don't know if you can hear um, a female's voice. Let's try it again. Just air hostesses. Well, you mean no? Because that's what the Arctic article said. Didn't say air hosts. Just, just air hosts. What is that? Is that in this politically correct age? Is that sexist now? Well, no. We're just wondering if she was rude to like postmen, um, the, the shopkeepers. I mean, or the usual it... people that people are mean to, like waiters. But it was just air hostesses. Nobody else. That's what the article said. Ian, can I ask you a question about you know? Because these posters at my mum's workplace. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Back to that. Are, are you proud of being a celebrity? Because um, this Benazir Bhutto History Month, but nothing for Esther McVeigh. What, what are you on about, mate? Uh, I'm on about cleaning up the streets, OK? And I'm starting by getting rid of scumbags like you! The, you scumbag! Uh, you know, my, my mum will don't have a word with you as well. Your mum, your mum, tell your mum I'll have a word with her when I finish the show and I'll probably be round there about half past one, as per usual, OK? Thanks for the call. Let's go to Roz. <laughs> oh, hello, oh, Roz. Did we catch you in the middle of something? <laughs> no, sorry, I was laughing. No, don't, don't you dare! This is not a place I, for laughter. I no, it's not, is it? No. I'm no. just sorry. I called up. I thought I was going to come straight through. Now I feel like a bit stupid. No, go go. Oh. Don't feel stupid. Don't feel stupid. That's my job. Huh? <laughs> well, no, because now I'm thinking my question is just a bit silly. We like silly. And it's silly. Go on, say it, say it, just say it. Just dive in and say okay. it. I've been playing fart noises for five minutes because I'm annoyed. Yeah, that's why I thought, you know, I, I wanted to help me out. So anyway, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, bought a family clamour. Oh, uh, are you having a baby? No. What? No, look, a big calendar for my oh, fridge. A calendar. Why would you call it a family planner? Oh, it's one of those ones that's it's got called... a, a little um, space for yeah. everybody, not just yeah. one. Yeah. It's a waste of space. Very common. Just get, just get a, a calendar and write no, on it. I sent it back. It's, it's like 18 quid. What the hell? Well, I bought my boys a, yeah. a, a Fortnite calendar for eight quid. I did get that. Yeah, I had one from that Sheridan in its form. It's cheap, but I bought it and it's just too, yeah, it's too complicated. Okay. Or right. maybe I should go with it. Yeah, okay. Okay, come on. Let's get, come on then. So what, what, do, you want, what do you want to know? I'm just going to send it back, I think, actually. I just needed to say out loud. Well, right on there, right on there when you're going to send it back, and then make sure on that day you do it. <laughs> but I think, actually, I've written something on it, so you probably won't have it back. It's got burn it. In there. Burn it. Okay, I will do. I'm going to burn this picture that some fraud stole £25 from me to buy. Burn what? burning it. What? <laughs> have you not been listening you to the show? 25 pictures. £25. Have you, have, have you not been listening to the last 40 minutes of excellent... Well, no, because I was trying to look at my calendar, thinking, I don't know where to write things. Like, whose name goes there? What? Do I use the plastic bit forever? Like, do you like phoned up for instructions there? on how to use a calendar? I did. It's complicated. But I also wanted to just get back in your good books. 
Oh, dear God. We've got to go further. I thought we'd gone down to their level with the farting noises. We've got to jump down. We've got to dig down even deeper to get to their level. We're on a pedestal. (laughs) Roz, best of luck. Google, there'll be a YouTube video on how to use a calendar, I'm sure. Oh, okay. Google it. Google it, Roz. YouTube it. Find it and uh, enjoy it. Thank you for that, Roz. I wonder if there is. Let's go to YouTube. How to use a calendar. Let's have a little look. My team and I... That's are... an advert! You've not paid for it. Sneaky. Here we go. Here we go. Today we are talking about Google Calendar because I've been getting a lot of questions about how I use my calendar personally and Google Calendar has been my you. weapon of choice for the past five, six, seven years almost at this point. So today in this video, we're going to go through how I use Google Calendar, some of the tips and tricks I use both on desktop and mobile, how I use it as a student versus uh, now as an incredibly professional businessman. And hey, if you guys use a different calendar, most of this stuff is going to apply, not all of it, but for the vast majority of it, it's going to apply to any calendar you use. So iCal, uh, Outlook calendar, I don't know, like a stone tablet on the ground. That one's going to be a bit of a stretch. But 89,423 views. I don't get it. And the first thing I need to stress here is that Google Calendar is part of what I call my quick capture system. Context. Today is very different than how I used it as a student. As a student, I had my calendar split into multiple different calendars because the concept essentially for me was to split my life into different components and then be able to look at each component individually. So I had specific calendars for classes, for work, for on-campus events. I also had one for uh, other stuff, just kind of things that didn't fit. And then I also had a professor office hours calendar. Isn't that really confusing? What am I doing on Tuesday? Well, let me start with calendar one and work my way through. Idiot. Here we go. Hey everyone, today is the fourth. This one, that that one had nearly four hundred thousand views. This one, prefer this guy. This one's had one and a half thousand. Video that I filmed, and I am really excited to present how to use a calendar. Let's just go back a little bit. Hey everyone, today is the fourth video that I filmed, and I am really excited to present how to use a calendar. Oh. Jeez, we're, we're, we're in the land of the dumb. <laughs> uh, okay. It's the new episode. No, I'm just kidding. I believe everybody has a cell phone this time, and it's not only a cell phone, it's a smartphone. So you have a calendar. Raise your hand if you use it. Now raise your hand if you don't use it. I'm raising a finger. Today, I'm going to be explaining the importance of using a calendar. So- I'd say the importance of using it, so don't forget stuff. <laughs> you don't double book yourself. You remember birthdays. You don't forget stuff. That's it. That's it. What are the problems of not using a calendar? <laughs> you forget stuff. You double book. You forget birthdays. What, some of them are being late somewhere, forgetting. It's a watch. Wow, he's just doing my list. <laughs> it's a watch that stops you being he's late. He's doing my list. So, so what are the problems of not using not a calendar? using a calendar? What, some of them are being late somewhere. Yep. Forgetting something that you were supposed to do, procrastinating because you don't know what to do, unclear. You feel like unclear your time is not is a thing. wasted. I can't name them all. So I can't give name it up. them all. <laughs> Let's see what would be possible if you start using your calendar. If you were well, organized and you that. set events of all the things you have to do, you would have a clear picture of how your day looks. You would be able to to see if that's what you want to do or not. Now let's get started. So, <laughs> the first thing the music. is every time 
you talk to someone and you say you're gonna do something, I invite you to write it down <laughs> right away on your calendar. Why didn't I think like, of that? Write the time. Hang on a minute, let me get that calendar because Catherine, I'm gonna hunt this guy down and I'm going to kill him. When are you gonna do that? Let me just put that in my diary. No, not your diary! This... Jesus! This is not how to use a diary! Wait. It's how to use a calendar! Yeah. And what have I got in my diary? A calendar. OK. I'll Chill your it. boots. All right. We, 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 we'll do... When we come back, we'll do how to use a diary. Write the date <laughs> and write the description of what you're going to do. Right, why time, am I writing the, the, why am I writing the date? So the calendar's got a date, hasn't it? you won't forget anything that you're going to do in the future. Top tip. Now... Take it a bit. Look, look what he does there. This is congratulates himself. In the future. Oh, now, <laughs> hi. As normal human beings, we like to help. People. Mate, you're doing a YouTube tutorial on how to use a calendar. You ain't normal. <laughs> you ain't a normal human being. When we come back, we'll have tips on how to use a diary. This is the radio. <laughs> Across the UK, online and on DAV. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on talk radio. Hey everybody. Oh, sorry, I, I unplugged the thing. I found a great tutorial. Where's, where's Boylie? Is Boylie coming back tonight or has she gone home now? She, she's, she's, she's gone. I want her to hear this. Uh, just type in to YouTube, the YouTube search bar, how to use A, and uh, see what comes up. I think you're going to be impressed. I found a great one. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. Hello, Boylie. I got a good one for you. Sit down with your cough. Thank you for that. It's appreciated. Much appreciated. Put your headies on. Oh, on. I won't have a look at my screen. I've got a great one for you. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. Hey, everybody. I'm here today to show you how to use a can opener. What? It's a very simple process, and I will be walking you through it with step-by-step instructions. Uh. So let's get right to it. You're going to take the can opener and you're going to take the can. Now, I like to hold the can in the air a little bit. I don't like to do this with the can on the counter. Um, I like to take the can and just raise it off the counter just so I have a better grip of it. Now, if you take a look at the can opener, there uh, are basically two wheels. Now, the goal is to use this sharp wheel and get this sharp wheel on this part of the can. You want to get the sharp wheel over the lip of the can. Over 600,000 so views. Up, open the can opener just like that. Bring the sharp wheel over the lip of the can and then squeeze it tight. Squeeze it tightly until it clamps onto the can just like that. Now, as you can see, it is fully clamped onto the can. We're living and in the age the of the idiot. So we're living in... I've had a great idea. And it is basically clamping on... By the way, when was the last time you used a can up there? This guy's onto something. Over 600,000 views. I think we should do obvious tutorials. Mate, we don't need to. They're done. Yeah, but we're doing better. <coughs> Here we go. What you do is you go on YouTube, you type in how to use a... Can up there? Tampon? Pom-pom what? maker? Tampon? Not that... Um... A pom-pom maker? A multimeter, a curling wand, a cutthroat razor, a sewing machine, 
a router. I mean, some of those are handy. The sewing machine oh. can be tricky. Oh. Okay, well, here's what here's one that I, I genuinely this isn't me being flippant. I don't know how you use it, and I've got one. So, uh, so let's have a go. Here we go. So they, they don't all have this is they don't all have words. Uh, no, okay. So that's that's just video. That's quite an erotic video. Uh, here we go. I'm here in Italy with my husband, and we are going to tell you about how to use an Italian bidet because we didn't know what to do with it. I don't know. She's going to get a jacksie out. So. so a bidet is used to kind of spruce up your lady parts, especially during the time of month. What? And to do that, you just sort of run it to the right temperature, and you sit down face forward, face forward. onto the bidet and clean it, you know, with your hands. I don't think that's right. Men and women can do number two and then switch over to the bidet and clean um, their Netherlands. Netherlands? I mean, if you're going to do bidet, say you, bum. You're going to clean Michael Jackson's house with that? With the... Well, yeah, why is she skirting around it when you say, you know, when you're on your period and when you've had a shit? Well, any time when you want to be fresh and fresher. Uh, um, which is more hygienic than using toilet paper, in theory. And then these very thin... Hand towels, apparently... Yeah, they're hand towels, not bum towels. ...for drying yourself afterwards. So if you're at your friend's house who's Italian, who has a bidet, you might not want to reach for this thin towel that's... Um, over 400,000 know, years. Over it if you want to dry your well, hands You know why, they were hoping hands. she was going to drop a um, drawer. So also bidets are great for if you're, you know, walking around... In the summer, and you're wearing sandals, and your feet get super dirty, you can just wash them there. Yes, I was going to say. Um, yeah, that's it. If you have any input, so or... you actually you actually sit down on the. Yeah. yeah you get... want me to sit down? You want like a run a rundown again? Yes. Okay. So for ladies, your husband's an idiot. Pervert. Um, last time I used uh, B Day was on my wedding night, and it was for the feet, because my the ball my balls on my feet were red raw from dancing. And so in the middle of the night, my husband woke up and I wasn't there anymore. And he went into the bathroom and he found his new wife with, sitting on the pan with her feet in the bidet because my feet were absolutely roasting. And he went, oh, God, I'm married an idiot. Yeah, well, he kind of knew, but it just, just... Here's uh, a video of people using a bidet for the first time. I'm allowed in this bathroom now and I'm about to commence bidetting. Is he going to do a poo first? This, this captions come up. The bidet is a plumbing fixture used to clean the inner buttocks. I haven't got inner buttocks. What, like you've got two sets? <laughs> it is popular all over the world, especially in Japan. As of 2009, over seven... Oh. I've never had a need or a want to use I've got one. The dingleberry issue is a common one for men with uh, sort of my... Uh, follicle situation. Oh my I'm a little God. bit scared. I've never had anything in that area before. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Before, so. Come on, love. The butthole's just like an untapped place for me. What? That's <clears throat> what that young lady said. I heard something. Let's just try that again. That area before, so... The butthole's just like an untapped place for me. The also, she's got a hat on in the toilet. It's just like Why? an un tapped place for me 
I've seen bidets before. I've never seen one with so many buttons. There's a wash-on button that is very clearly water going up into a butt. The bidet-on button makes no sense. It's like a face, which is freakish. I do really like this heated seat function. I, I think That's not technically a bidet. No, that's a, Jap- that's Japanese a Japanese toilet. super toilet. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, just needs to be, like, mandatory in all toilets. You know, full disclosure... I left one in the chamber this morning so I could get the full effect here. Right, thank you. No, okay. You know that guy looks like my mate Willie. Does he? Yeah. Sort of stuff he'd say as well. Um... Dirty boy. Uh, uh... I left one in the chamber. I mean. <laughs> my God. How to use a... <clears throat> well... I was joking when I said there's a tutorial on how to use a toilet. It turns out there is. Give me a letter of the alphabet, because I'll just use how to, how to use A, then I'll type in that letter and it'll come up with options. Um, uh, D. How to use A. Drill, dishwasher, defibrillator, diffuser for curly hair, derma roller, dolce gusto, coffee maker. Um, those are all boring ones. Let's try... I don't know. They're all they're all rubbish. Um, well, that's life. This is where we're at. We got videos showing you how to use a. F- oh, I nearly swore. How to use a flipping um, can opener. But then you don't need to use them anymore, do you? Everyone's everything's got a ring pull. A lot of them do, yeah. Do you know the first time in this country? You know the ring pulls you get in Coke cans now. You didn't always used to get them. You used to get ones that would that would come off, and you'd get like a little shape. You get a ring and a little tab. Yeah. And you used to collect them for. It's okay, we'll wait. Bless you. You used to collect them for uh, blind dogs for the guides. And nowadays, you don't, you don't, you sorry, you don't see guide dogs anymore because you do the thing. Then they replace them with the ring pull you've got now where you can just pull it back and it stays on the can, right? And then if you want, you can flip it over and there's a hole in it. You know what the hole's for? Yeah, putting your straw in. Thank you very much indeed. You know the first time in this country we ever saw it? Yes. Go on. I've been working with you a long time. Throw it out if you want. No, 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 go on. She wants to do the surprise face. Just answer the flipping question. Don't go Scottish. Do not go Scottish on me. (laughs) Do not go Scottish on me. You know. Well, that that is a little hint. Scott Robinson. (laughs) Jason Donovan, yeah, Jason Donovan. Jason Donovan at Neighbours. So the kids that bunked at home to watch Neighbours at lunchtime and then came back to school going... But Jason Donovan, he's so cool. He opened a can of Coke with one hand. He just did it with one hand. And we we're like, what, what, what? And it was only after forensic studying of the video footage that we realised it was a different kind of... Um, Jason Donovan had a different kind of ring. His ring was unique to everybody else. One finger. One finger operation. One finger ring. Um, <clears throat> oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the... Um, oh, we go. Italian teaching how to use a bido. <laughs> Gosh. Mira, y con la mano va a abrir el agua, el jabón, y se limpia la concha. Esto es. Luego se sube, se seca, y está limpia. Esto es perfumada y perfumada. She's um, Italian, but she, she's Italian, but she's speaking Spanish. And she called her uh, lady guard in the conch. 
Oh, the conch. It's a little bit like Goncha. Is that like is that named after Gonch from Grange Hill, who's always no, trying like to make the, money? The shell. Okay, okay, that's fine. Uh, I liked Gonch. I thought he was adorable. Okay, okay. The show's running out of steam. Let's be honest. We're, we're listening to an Italian woman describing how to use a bidet, and then we're talking about Gonch from Grange Hill. <laughs> we've got we've gone down to your we've come down to your level, guys. You see, you should have come up to ours. Now we're down at yours. Boy, oh boy, this is what it's like in the gutter. I don't like it when you insult the listeners because I happen to know some of the listeners. You are one of the listeners! Okay, okay the show's run out of steam, and that's fine. That's sometimes the way we're tired. Life, life, is, is, uh, life is hard. Life is a struggle. And, um, yeah, what we'll do is we'll take a little breakington. We're going to come back. We're going to rock the airwaves. We're going to rock Mike. We're going to kick some ass. And uh, then we're going to take some calls. Oh three four four. Four nine nine. One thousand. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. Let's oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Let's go to Deborah. Good evening, Deborah. Good evening, Ian. Hi, Kath. Hi, Deborah. Oh, I like the, I like the two tone greeting there. The, 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 that was nice. I enjoyed that. It kind of sums up our personalities. <laughs> Me, uh, somber, low, serious, forceful, um, passionate, creative, artistic, and Catherine, flighty and pointless. I liked it. I liked it. I liked right, it. I want to talk aerial photos. I'm getting a, such a filthy look from my best, someone who I thought was my best mate. Someone I thought could take oh, she's lovely. God, she, she's isn't lovely. she? Awful. Isn't she lovely? <laughs> you are, Catherine, you are lovely. Come give us a big kiss. You're on thin ice. Oh, dear. <laughs> isn't it? This is what I have to put up with. This is bullying in the workplace, Deborah, but I'll take it because yeah, I know that she's a great human being. Deep inside, deep inside that graphic stereo, she's a... Me too. Don't, don't bring the hashtags into it. There's nothing like that going on. I'm just saying, I think, I think Kathy <laughs> is a great gal. What? I think Kathy is a great gal. Who's that? Use oh, that. Oh, bless. Feel the love. Feel the love. <laughs> right. <coughs> Aerial photo. <coughs> yes, you sir. choked on love then. Oh, it won't be the <laughs> first time. Took some water. No, thank you, mate. Many, many years ago when I was in uni, I was dating this guy and his dad was quite well off. And so um, weekends we all, all used to head back there and he had the most... The largest photo, aerial photo of his house ever. Wowzers. Okay, yeah. on his chimney back breast. And I used to sit and look at it and just laugh and think, if you're living in it, why do you need to look at it from make above? Sh- well, to make sure it's still there. I want that stone. Yeah. Behave yourself. Anyway, oh. so. <clears throat> How stoned are you, Debs? I'm not stoned at all. I all right. Like anymore. It's good. Listen, anymore. So, um,. And it, it was a real standing joke. Yes. Chris's dad's photo. Oh, the, the, dad's photo, right? Yes. So, forty. Um, fast forward forty years, okay. we have a big, big reunion, yeah. and we all go to it. And he's there, and um, we stood there chatting. And I said to him, "Oh, do you remember that photo your dad used to have?" And do you know when you say something to somebody and you get that look? Get it from oh, Catherine oh. after every sentence I utter to her. <laughs> it's awful. And there, I, there, just there. She did it there. I, I, Slide against the wall, and um, he said, "Yeah, yeah." And I said, "How oh, is your dad?" And he said, "Oh, he said he's in a nursing home, mm. and on his wall, no. in his room, he's got this weird he's picture. Got that picture, yeah." How big was so, it? Oh, it's huge. 
he had a um, great big chimney breast and it was all exposed um, brick. Brick, brick, yeah. And it, and it, it wasn't just a chimney breast, it was... Well, it was a room. You could virtually sit underneath it. It was absolutely oh, I know the huge. Type. Yes. Really pretentious. Really, look at me. Hang I've on, a this. pretentious chimney. <laughs> no, great name for a prog you. band, by the way. <laughs> pretentious <laughs> chimney opening for yes. <coughs> the picture anyway. was pretentious. Yes, I just think it is. It just smacks of exclusivity. Having it? an aerial photograph of your house is pretentious. Man alive! Yes, I've just spent twenty-five quid on one. Well, well, in 40 years, it could be on your nursing home wall. Could be. I'm gonna be yes. um, yeah, it could be. Um, yeah. anyway. I mean, it's not even a very nice picture. It's, it's an all right picture. Uh, but I just... And now I'm thinking, if he's just got it from the library and no skill... Oh, he hasn't. I'm sure he's would worked you, very hard on it. Why you need a picture of where you live in? Would you take a picture of your shoes? Surely the equivalent would be a picture of your hat. Well, no, could you look at your shoes? You stood above it. Well, no, but I don't... <laughs> Hang on a minute. But I can't see the top of my hat, just like I can't see the roof of my house. Oh, yeah, yeah, I suppose yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could if you went up on the chimney. Well, If I... you were Father Christmas. Yeah, I, I could if I stood on my hat. <laughs> like a drunk. Like a, like a stoner, like you in 1987. <laughs> No, I was, I, I'm a good girl now. Anyway, good lovely to talk to you. Hey, nice to talk to you, Deborah. Thank you. You're Speak the you soon. best call of this hour so far. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's pretty thin on the ground, isn't oh, it? So. All right, don't rub it in! It's <laughs> a rude lady. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the um, telephone number. Can give us a call? You're very welcome to. Very, very welcome to. Um, here we go. An expat received a letter from 435 miles away addressed to Brummy Dave on the hill. I love things like this. When you remember the big tsunami of 15 years ago? You know, the big one, and Chris mm. it was like Boxing Day, and loads of people died. My mate Charlie was in the sea when it happened and um, didn't, couldn't find his girlfriend, I think, for like two days or something. He was swimming in the sea. And he got knocked out, and he he woke up, and he was on land. It was incredible. Oh, my word. Yeah, hor- horrific. <clears throat> um, well, we uh, that, that summer, I'd gone to Sri Lanka with my then-girlfriend, uh, Tess, and we'd met this really nice guy whose name escapes me. In fact, I emailed him the other day, because his email just popped up in my thing. Anyway, this guy, and he, he, he was working there, and he took us, you know, we gave him a few thousand, whatever it was, and he took us on a little road trip somewhere. He's a really nice young lad. And it was his, it was that area that was devastated by the tsunami. And I was thinking, oh, Jesus, that poor bloke, you know. I, we, and I was trying to get in touch with him. And I remember the address. The address for him was something like, whatever his name was, um, the green hut by the big tree just off this street. It was literally like that. The, the, the green hut by the big tree just off the, whatever this street was. I thought, I've got to write to him and see, because he's probably dead. I'm going to write to him and see if he's all right. And, uh, and I wrote to him, and, and I sent my email address and a phone number, and he got, about three months later, he got back in touch and said, oh, yeah, no, I'm fine, it was terrifying, and, you know, but I, I've got a kid now, and all that. And so we just sent a load of clothes over to his kid. Anyway, um, Dave Newnham, <clears throat> 61, uh, moved to a remote Scottish village with wife Fiona, 61, five years ago. 
He returned to Birmingham for Dad Trevor's funeral last July, where his father's pals promised to send a history of his beloved social club. Huh? But he forgot to give his address, so assumed he would never see it. Then a letter arrived at Christmas addressed to Brummy Dave on the Hill, Morar, Scotland. One of the group once visited Dave and remembered he lived on a hill in the tiny village. Oh, oh right, hang on a minute. So he oh, got to the tiny. Vi- so he got to the village. Right, end of story. So, so he's lived in, they knew what village he lived in. End of story. End of story. Good evening, Jess. Hello. <laughs> yeah, no. Hello. Uh, hello. This whole all curly thing, it's like apparently a new thing, but yeah. it's not. No. I was back, when I was 18, yeah. he was a paedophile then, so, and I'm 40, so well, why is this a, a new a thing 20, now? T- 22 years ago. Well, what, what, um, <laughs> what, what, was, what was going on 22 years ago? <laughs> Well, no, it, well, did you not know back in the day, you know, there was a lot of, um, before social media was big, yes. but there was this whole thing about R. Kelly being a paedophile. Well, okay, but again, you're not being very specific. What, what 22 years ago, so in 1996, was yeah. R. Kelly even around in 1996? Might have been, yeah. Okay, so what... So Say that again. Sorry. No, it's all right. So, so how did you know in 1996 about his um, about him? His, his thing. So I'm um, I'm a PA. Um, uh, what do you call it? Executive person. So are you sure? Because yeah, you can't yeah. even say it. <laughs> so I'm wondering. <laughs> if you no, are. so no, no. I've done um, uh, PA. Um, work for quite a few years now, yeah. and so I've uh, been around the circuit, if you like, and there's been talks and all the rest of it. Um, so yes, so uh, there was R. Kelly was yeah, it it, it came out quite. Um, it was a prevalent thing when I was a very young person, as eighteen year old, and now it's coming out as like a big thing yes. uh, as a forty year old. And yeah. It's like really? Did nobody know? No. Well, no, 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 well, no, no, but no, but the, but the general public didn't know. We weren't privy to the kind of information that a PA person gets to see. So, what do you mean you're a PA? PA to whom? To what? Um, to lots of people. For example. In- I probably can't tell you. Because you can't remember. But, but in what industry? <laughs> you... um, in, this, uh, in what industry? So, um, also, like, civil service. Um, I've done... Um... What has the civil service got to do with R. Kelly? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Are you drunk? No. <laughs> so, I've, I've done PA work for a lot of different industries. So... This is the vaguest... <laughs> call I've ever taken, and we speak to Alan Caddick every night. I mean, I mean, we did mention earlier on that this is the second time he's been threatened with legal action over it. And well, the last one was was ten years ago. Yeah, but hilarious. No, so, You're right. Charlie, no, I, I've done like um, uh, security uh, industries. I've done. You're literally just making jobs up now. Come on, no, Jess. You are making you're making jobs up. Civil service and security industries. I will. I will send you my CV. Well, please do. I'm looking for a PA who's worked in um, in building industries oh, really? and security. No, seriously, I'm actually looking for a new job now. Oh wow! <laughs> well, I'm looking for a PA that's worked in security industries and building, and can keep secrets. Ah. <laughs> Well, for, for, for at least 18 years. <laughs> okay. 
Well, no, thank. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm well, literally. I'm, I'm working in now um, in customs industry now. So in the Clapham industry. Customs. 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 Okay. Any any, any more paedophiles we should know about? Ah, uh, Jimmy Savile, and um, yeah, loads of people. Okay, well, Anywho. that's great. Anywho, just go and have another glass. <laughs> no. Yes. Okay. Thanks so much. I mean, um, hello, computer. Uh, maybe we need to go back up to our level. No, we'll stay at their level for the for, for the rest of tonight. Let them see what um, what's going on. What have you got, Boily? Oh, so many things. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's filler. <laughs> no, it isn't. I've got I have got some so many things. Lady Garden putting parsley in your vagina to bring on your period is dangerous. Doc's warned after a woman died. Um. Gosh. I okay. mean, yeah. Yeah, go on. Tell us more. Um, I'll just remind you of that. Wellness Warriors. This is, this is according to the Sun's fabulous column online. Um, there we go. I'm trying to get past the photos and all these bits and bobs. Please don't stick a... anything in your vagina that was meant for the kitchen. I think that's ah. a good rule of thumb. Okay. Wellness <laughs> Warriors seem to be obsessed with telling women to stick random things into their vaginas. And the latest piece of bizarre advice suggests sticking parsley up there can help induce your periods. No. In a recent article by Marie Claire on how to bring on periods, the author said that the herb is a natural emenagogue, meaning it can stimulate or increase menstrual flow. Mm. While that is true, there's a massive difference between a sprinkling a bit of parsley over your pasta and shoving a bunch into your vagina. Marie Claire said... There's a difference between um, putting it on pasta... And there's a d- difference between getting it past her. Okay. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm actually I'm happy with that. I'm I'm lock I'm locking in, locked in. Okay. To that answer. Are you happy with that? I'm I'm pl- very 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 proud of that actually, very proud of that. There's a lot of difference between sprinkling parsley over pasta, and getting parsley past her. Past her what? Oh. Lips. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Mary Claire said... <laughs> Did she? Is she a real woman, Mary Claire? <laughs> no, it's a magazine. <clears throat> well, she na- is Mary Claire named after Marie Marie Claire? Probably. I don't know who Marie Claire is, though. It's not Mary. No, no one's called Mary. I used to call it Mary Claire. No, it's called Mary Claire, but no one's called Mary. So it must be Marie Claire. That, I'm going to go into... Mrs Claire. First name Marie. Surname Claire. Or, or Miss. Yeah. Yeah, sure, Marie Claire. I'm going to go in and say, I'm going to go into Smith tomorrow. I think it's just like... The issues of Marie Claire. I think it's just like, you know, there was Jackie magazine for girls like someone who might be called Jackie. Marie Claire's a bit more... Bit more like, um, we- like Weatherspoons. Like Weatherspoons. It's made up. Yeah, I think so. Because Weatherspoons is a made-up name. Yeah. To sound like a boozer. I hate to break it, like it's a made-up name. Like Aunt Bessie in that. <clears throat> All right, because I want to talk about crystal dildos. All right. Okay, so we're still in that area. Which, by the way, was my nickname at school. <laughs> Okay. Marie Claire said... We don't know who Marie Claire is. Parsley can help to soften the cervix and level out hormonal uh, imbalances. <laughs> imbalances. Imbalances that could be okay. delaying your cycle, helping your period come faster. If you're struggling to find a dish based on parsley, don't panic. The most effective forms are said to be parsley tea and parsley vaginal inserts. Parsley, sage, rosemary and thyme. But what the mag fails to mention is that putting parsley up your hoo-ha can be extremely dangerous and in some cases fatal. 
Dr Sarah Jarvis told The Sun, I don't recommend anyone put parsley or any other herb into their vagina. We do know that many foods can affect your hormones. For instance, soya foods like tofu may reduce hot flushes around the menopause. Parsley contains a compound called apignin, which has been studied in relation to a possible role in reducing the risk of cancer in women taking HRT. Anyway. Parsley, sweet rosemary and thyme. Ah, I get it. It's not the thing it's not the thing about sticking parsley up your um for JJ that they've got a problem with. It's not washing it first. Okay. Don't do it. I mean, come on. Who, who does that? Don't put anything up your vagina. <clears throat> well. Would be the advice to um, um, women for me. Well, here we go. Healing crystal dildos are here to make your vagina a magical place. Thank you to CJ for sending me this. Healing crystals have been a wellness trend for quite some time. We need some... Um, let me get some appropriate... Wellness music. Let me get some appropriate music. Here we go. This is what we want. <clears throat> oh. Very appropriate, sir. <clears throat> Healing crystals <laughs> have been a wellness trend for quite some time. Did you say wellness? Wellness. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say wellness for? That's the word, wellness. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> All right, I'm going to write a name down. I want you to say it for me, OK? Are you going to say Bob Holness? Yeah, Bob Holness. Is it Holness? Holness. 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 Are you saying Holness? Because that's how you pronounce it, Bob Holness. I'll have an E, please, Bob, to get through this torture. <laughs> Healing crystals have been a wellness trend for quite some time now with a cult following of people who swear by their therapeutic properties. While some choose to harness the rock's energy in the form of pyramid-shaped decor or jewellery, one innovative company has delved into previously untracked territory, the crystal dildo market. <clears throat> Chuck rubs... What? <laughs> Chuck rubs... <laughs> Well done. Dubs itself as the original crystal sex toy company. How are we spelling this? C-H-A-K-R-U-B-S. Shack Rubs. Find our website and see what we can get. I'm on it. With all of its products being made from 100% pure crystal, Shack Rubs derives its name from chakra, Ooh. the Sanskrit word that describes energy wheels. The company produces handmade dildos made from precious minerals like rose quartz and pure amethyst, <laughs> which each provide their own respective healing properties. The best part of these di dildos? Oh! The best part about these dildos? They practically double as home decor. So you totally avoid the awkward moment when a visitor spots your self-pleasuring gadget on your bedside table. They are beautiful. Shakrub's official website states that using these intriguing toys results in learning to quiet the mind in order... Oh, that one is, does not double up as something that does not look like a dildo. The forest. $350. <laughs> it looks like... Um, do you remember those worms in the Mr. Men? 
<laughs> Shakrub official website states that using these intriguing toys results in learning to quiet the mind in order to feel subtle energies, develop emotional intelligence, strengthen self-awareness, accepting every aspect of who you are, and to come like a steam train. <laughs> It goes on to explain how using them... <laughs> Look at this one. The Anjisha. That's, that's um, for either hole. <laughs> it goes on to explain how using them not only gets you off, but turns you on in a way which you will remain turned on and awakened with a renewed sense of self-awareness and wisdom. I mean, this is a lot of posh talk for... A um... wisdom-giving dildo? <laughs> Sounds pretty convincing, right? But before you sit back and take a ride on the Crystal Express, Express to... Uh, OK, right. Oh, there's some nunchucks. Let's have a look. The nunchucker, black and white. Well, that's... Where are you supposed to stick that? Meh, 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 or meh, meh, meh. <laughs> well, Don't do a Bruce Lee with that, though. You'll oh. knock yourself out. That's, uh, well, I think the plan is to knock yourself out Kind of out of the old sense A lot of nunchuckers there Okay It's a lot um, Crystals Gosh, mystic Well, I was into crystals for a while You know This that. kind of crystal um, Had it existed I would have been, yeah um, By the way, Bross, the Bross screening is sold out We had an extra ten tickets, they sold out There's... A handful of tickets for the Weird Science screening on not this Saturday, the Saturday after. A handful of tickets. We're screening it. Oh, by the way, loads of people, loads of people coming to the Bross ones that aren't fans of us. They're Bross fans, which yeah. is great. But boy, oh boy, their minds are going to be blown when we stride on stage in our ripped denims, white t-shirts, and bandanas, <laughs> and uh, do a do a duet of one of their band's favourite songs. They're going to love it. They are going to love it. Um, so Bross is sold out, I'm afraid. Um, but Weird Science, and there's still a few tickets left for the first rabbit hole of the year in March. The end of March, if you go to ianlee.com slash event. ianlee.com slash event. All of the shows are there. And I'm, I'm kind of being a bit... Next week I get the house back to myself. The, the decorator goes. can sit down in my office. can maybe plan a few more shows for the summer. But I'm enjoying just... Enjoy not really doing a lot. I'm enjoying my my retirement from show business. I am. I'm enjoying not being as busy as I was last year. Seeing a bit more of the kids. I think it's necessary. I think it's. I think it's. I think I was 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 working too. I'm enjoying not chasing numbers. Not chasing the numbers of Twitter. Not chasing the numbers of Twitch. I'm enjoying playing video games at home and not having to stream it and just the joy of the video game. I'm enjoying watching crappy movies like The Clones of Bruce Lee. Which is, is an unwatchable film, actually. It's terrible. Um, oh, in fact, hang on a second. Let's, there's there's the, the, the Clones cast. Let me, what's the phone number for the Clones cast? Let's phone those guys up now and tell them that the, the film is, uh, is unwatchable. Um, the Clones cast, by the way, is a fantastic podcast. Um, what's the phone number? What's the phone number, man? Um... We'll find it while we're playing these adverts. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
Um, OK, right, I've got the phone number. So we're going to phone up the Clones cast. We've been Michael and Matthew, they've both been on the show. It's a very geeky uh, podcast, but I love it, where they just talk about um, Bruce Boitation, Bruce Lee rip-off movie, 001. You can phone them as well if you want, guys, and leave messages. If, I, if you feel like it's America. 001-424, I hope I've got this right, 257-0344. OK, let's, um, let's see. Here we go, California. Thanks for calling the Screen Mayhem message line. Here we go. Uh, feel free to leave a message here for <laughs> any of the Screen Mayhem people. Yes. For any of the Screen Mayhem podcast. Okay. Uh, thanks. There we go. Hello, uh, Michael and Matthew. This is Ian Lee. Um, we're on my, doing my radio show at the moment. I just thought I'd give you a call. Catherine is here. Hello. Um, uh, can I? Can we give a tip? Can we give it? Can we do it? I think we should. Go on, you do it. What? The phone number's too fast at the podcast. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. So we, we looked it up and we couldn't find it on your website, so we listened to your podcast again and, my goodness, you do rattle it out fast. So put it on the website and slow it down. Um, we just want to chip in on the Clones of Bruce Lee um, the podcast that you're doing. Catherine, what are your thoughts on the Clones of Bruce Lee movie? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's got some excellent set pieces, mm. some um, lovely uh, cinematography. It's yeah. got all the hallmarks of a, of a Bruce Lee clone movie that we love. Yeah. Um, I would give it, um, I would give it a thumbs up. Have you seen it? No. Okay. I am, I'm trying to watch it, man alive. It's, it's, it's kind of unwatchable. So basically, they, they, um, Bruce Lee dies, so they make three Bruce Lee clones. <clears throat> and one of them goes off. I had only got the plot because I read Wikipedia. One of them goes off to make a movie, but the director of the movie is like a, 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 a gold smuggler, so they want to kill him. And then, and then I've, I've kind of, it's taken me th- three watches to get halfway through it. So I'm going to dive back in and do the rest of it this weekend. It's a tough old movie um, to watch. Um, there are some good bits in it. You know, there's some, some great bits in it, of course. You know, any, any evil scientist who, you are Bruce Lee number one. You will do exactly as I say. Oh, I saw that bit. John Ben. H- how come um, he... He's speaking English, but his lips don't work with the sound. Is that a thing? Uh, well, yeah, they, they were quite often... Well, listen to this episode of The Clones Cast. No doubt they explain it, but, but that was... Um, uh, they, it was John Ben, wasn't it? Uh, and they quite often... It, it, you don't have to use all of this, by the way. We're going on for ages. We're just doing our radio show. But the Western actors would go over there and, and make movies. None of the sound in Chinese and Hong Kong movies is recorded. It's all dubbed over because it's uh, so noisy okay, there. OK, that explains it. Anyway... Um, I love what you're doing, guys. You guys is the best. Um, more, please. More, more, more. Don't ever take a holiday again. Keep doing what you're doing. And um, come on the radio show again. Peace and love. Bye. There we go. Design Fault yep. has sent me a, tw- a tweet elucidating on what Jess was trying to get across. Kind of failing. Okay, okay. The rumours okay. she, that she was referring to are the Aaliyah rumours, which, yeah. of course, were circulating back yeah. then. Ah, I see. Yeah. yeah, we knew that. But thank you. That honestly, that series is something else. If you can watch it, watch, watch it, it. Guys. Watch it, watch it. We're talking about um, surviving R. Kelly. Watch it, guys. It really is. It's uh, it's pretty incredible. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The phone calls have dropped off, and do you know what? That's that's fine. That's fine. We can do. Uh, we can do. Can we Did you hear those? about the woman spotted walking awkwardly in an airport? No, I did not. I'd like I'd like to hear about it. Do you have any more information about that? I do. Really? Oh, she was 60 years old, stopped at customs checkpoint in the Taiwanese island of Kinmen after returning from a visit to China. Why do you think she was walking funny, Ian? Have a little think. 
Well, was it back to crystal dildos? Nope. Go on. She was found to have 24 gerbils strapped to her legs. Ooh. Now. Alive? Yeah. 24? Yeah. That Why? means 12 each, doesn't it? Why? Smuggling them. Why? Were they pets or were they, like... Let's see. Uh, Coast Guard officials conducting routine security and customs this? check. Taiwan. Okay, okay. They noticed a woman was walking in an unusual manner. A passenger was pulled to one side for questioning, where officials discovered the shocking reason for her funny walk. Individually wrapped in bags were 24 gerbils strapped to the woman's legs and covered by a skirt. Mm. Uh, the woman reportedly told customs officials she was smuggling the animals for friends and had purchased them from a pet store in China, according to local news station 97X. But uh, authorities believe she'd been sent by a smuggling ring to test inspection procedures at the Taiwanese port. Hmm. The poor creatures were... Oh, this is so sad. Here we go. Here or we go. Every single one euthanised by vets in Thailand. What? Why? The 60-year-old was charged with violating Hang the infectious... Hang on a minute. Well, why did they do that? That seems a bit mean. Well, because she violated the Infectious Animal Disease Prevention and Control Act. I'll violate their infectious disease control in a minute. Yeah. Why can't you just test to see if they've got... You know, like hamster aids or whatever it is they're looking for. I don't know what it is they're looking for. Whatever it is, I don't know. I couldn't be bothered. That's what I'm reckoning. Oh, 24 gerbils. Gerbils, is it? R.I.P. Gerbils are bigger than hamsters. Mm-hmm. Gerbils the size of um, uh, a, a fat man's fist. It's on the way to a rat. So you can it? say it, Dion. It's not polite, but you can say it. You can say fat man's fist. I think that's what his point was. Um, well... Uh, oh, this is a strange little headline. Right. It's, it's, it's a sentence-long story, right? So I'll do the... Right. Diners escaped unhurt when gangsters bombed a Naples pizzeria. Wow. That's the story. And the headline is Cheese and Bombato. <laughs> <laughs> I think it means, like, tomato... But they've gone bombata. That doesn't really work, does it? That's like going. Um, what's the? I tell you what, that is uh, is exactly like. Hang on a minute. Um, um, what is uh, that? That's that's basically the equivalent of this. Yeah, I know exactly where you're going. The name game. Drop them both, then say the name like Bob. Bob got the bees 
diners escaped unhurt when gangsters bombed a Naples pizzeria. The headline? Cheese and Bombato. I mean... Bombato. <laughs> That's nuts, man. People have 17 different facial expressions that show they are feeling happy more than any other emotion. Docs have found. But there is just one to convey disgust and three to communicate fear. We'll go through these stats in a minute and break it down. Surprise has four faces and sadness and anger five each. The first study of its kind was based on 7.2 million online images across the UK, the US and 29 other countries. The team found muscles can contort the human face 16,384 ways, but only 35 expressions get the job done. Um, Professor Alex Martinez of Ohio State University, US, said the research identified the many varied forms of cheer, delight and contentment. He added, this was a delightful discovery as it speaks to the complex nature of happiness. The hell have I just read? Right. There's only one to convey disgust. Right, there's that one. You've re- the nose is pulled up, the, the, the face has gone down, and, and you look um, poor Disgusted. Sign. Yeah. But, okay, so that's that. But then there's also... All right, no, no, no. Because if my boys... Right, boys have made a mess everywhere. That's not disgust, that's anger. Put some poo on your nose. Don't let me see you do it. Tell me when you've done it. No. Oh, good. So, no, so I turn around and say it. Ready? Tell me when you're ready. Boom. <laughs> Is that disgusted? No. You look intrigued. 17 facial expressions <laughs> that show they are feeling happy. Smile. Bigger smile. What kind of happy? Um... <laughs> Faces are weird, aren't they? Some are. <laughs> oh, I see what you've done there. I see what you've done there. Yours makes me laugh a lot. Well, that's because funny words come out of it. That's the, that's the thing. That's funny what... faces happen to it. Uh, the funny things come out of it because I'm a funny guy and um, I do funny things. <clears throat> There's a thing in the mirror about um, how to avoid um, putting weight on. Oh, go on. That's what I Sniff need. Sniff chips. Sniff chips. Sniff chips. When you're craving a portion of chips, there's nothing more tempting than the smell of a fresh portion. Yeah, yeah. But a new study's revealed that forcing yourself to endure the smell for longer than two minutes can actually help you curb the craving. This is the University of South Florida. I found that ambient food smells can directly satisfy your stomach as your brain doesn't differentiate the source of sensory pleasure. Yeah, because the brain knows that food has not passed down between your mouth and into your gullet. Well, God, can you imagine the torture if you really fancy a bag of fancy, chips and you're sitting there? You only chippy. taste stuff because it hits your tongue, don't mm. you? When you inhale, it's the tongue that I think is the, the I, taste receptor. So I need I need to shift a few pounds, but sniffing chips is not going <laughs> to be the way to do it, is it? You know, you're talking about happiness. I've learned a great fact over the past 24 hours. Yes. Could be my fact of the month. Um, tigers don't purr, OK? They, oh. they, they don't purr. The way their bodies design okay. their physiology. To, when they show contentment or happiness... They squint their eyes. Oh, oh. isn't that lovely? Yeah, yeah. Don't cats do that. What? Little cats do they that, purr. don't they? No, they squint, don't they? Yeah, well, just, uh, just happy. Uh, only one of my kittens has purred so far. The other one has not purred yet. She's not. But 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 the first one. She's what, a bit more nervous. Well, though, the, isn't fir- she, that one? the first one, the one that purred, just like about about a week ago, just suddenly 
She was sat on my lap and I was stroking her. She's looking at me and then suddenly there's this explosion. <laughs> it's wonderful, isn't it? And now she won't stop. So the other one just needs to relax a little what bit. Have, what have you called them in? What are their names? Uh, the, the boys have called them Lucky and Mucky. That's great. Then. I had no chance. <laughs> well, I said to the boys, so get these cats. What do you think we could call them? Lucky and Mucky. That's a great starting point, and, and I would just go back to them every week and say, any thoughts on the... Yeah, Lucky and Mucky. Other things rhyme with Lucky. You had a narrow escape. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, don't you? Yes. Could have been Ducky, Tucky. Uh, language, Shucky. Timothy. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. What's on your show tonight, please? On the show tonight, we have got an absolutely brilliant woman, OK? There was a chat we had on the programme about three weeks ago who completed a solo trek towing his gear behind him right across Antarctica. Oh, yeah, yeah. I OK, we had Louis Rudd on. The woman who is his expedition leader is now planning in November to do it on her own herself. 41-year-old mother of four, these okay, civil servant. Yeah. She can barely ski. She's going to use these weird, flappy, cross-country skis. She's about five foot five, wonderful woman. Um, she's five foot five inches tall, weighs about 60 kilos. She'll be towing 80 kilos of gear behind her. 700 miles, she believes it'll take her 38 days. That's inspirational. But she's already been trolled, that she's been trolled by people on a Facebook group she joined about adventurous women saying, oh, you must be independently wealthy and you call yourself a mother. And you think, who are these people who do that to oh. somebody like this? Is she the one who's got quite a young child and she's expressing and stuff as well? No, no, she's, oh, um, she's different... got a youngest little boy who's now just 10. She's got right. three, three older daughters, but she's great about that. We've done the interview already. She says, you know, any time she mentions it or her friends do, she said the older girls just roll their eyes about mum's adventure. Which is so, I'm looking Why does she want to do it? Because... Uh, just because she can, oh. the same reason the blokes want to do no, it. No, well, I'm not. Well, uh, you know, that's unfair because that, I'm asking why does anyone want to do it? Yeah. I'm not asking why does she want to do it because she's a woman. Why does why does she want to do the it? The explanation she gave kind of echoes what in the great film Lawrence of Arabia, King Faisal, played by browned up Alec Guinness. We oh. wouldn't get away with that these no, days. I don't have to do that anymore. Ask Lawrence. She said, "What is it about you?" you English people, you Brits, with this desire for barren, clean places, the desert or Antarctica. Yeah. And she says it's that. She just, A, because she wants to know if she can do it, but just because she said it's going to be, it'll be that one big adventure for her. These people that go out and do things, they make me sick. Some mums go to Iceland. She's actually <laughs> genuinely going to Iceland. She's, she's toured Greenland already, and she's off to Antarctica in November. Okay. We've also got... Yeah. It's kind of when two worlds collide. I think you'll have views on this. Josh Rom's done a showbiz interview for us. Uh-oh. Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, there you go. Wowzers. Gosh. Kathy's raising her eyebrows like a silent movie star. You've got more than 17 expressions on your face, I wonder if, and that one ain't happy. I wonder if, if, if um, Mr. Mr. Jackson had to pretend to get a phone call to leave. The <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm joking, Josh, yeah. of course. But so I'm looking, because I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the film this weekend. Glass. Well, here's the thing, I really because I loved um, Unbreakable. Great film, isn't it? The 15 years ago, the um, um, Bruce Willis film. That was supposed to be the first part of a trilogy, and then they just never yeah, made yeah. the second. And then he denied there was going to be a trilogy, didn't yeah. he? But then we had a guest in who said, Oh, we got talking about that. She was, Oh, you know, the second part of the trilogy came out, and it Two was that ago. split. Did you not see it yet? Well, I watched it the weekend. I didn't oh. know it was... Uh, until that point, I didn't know it was part of the trilogy. It's so good, Split, isn't it? You know, Split is fascinating because he'd had a few duds, I mean, uh, um, M. Not Shaman. A lot of duds, and yeah. And he made some money from a film... That they, all these films have made money, but, you know, they haven't... It's, I mean, I think uh, Six Cents cost $40 million, made $600 million. Yeah. So when he got some money for films, he put his own money, $9 million, into making Split. Yeah. It made nearly three hundred million dollars, and it's only it's, and it's a brilliant James McAvoy's back. It's, it's a great. brilliant film, and the, in the end, it'll give you chills. What a film! So I'm seeing but Glass. In the end was like, like, oh, I see. So I'm I'm probably gonna, I might go Sunday night and see Glass. And all that great stuff. When he says when the character, I'm not giving too much away. And if you haven't seen it, tough see it. But when the character, the Beast. Um, will only spare people who are broken. Yeah. Relates directly to, to Unbreakable. Yeah. So yeah. you've got the, the the hero, the villain. Yeah. Glass is back. It's going to be a great weekend. I, I, I used to think 
I love Bruce Willis. Even his crappy films. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love a bit yeah. of Bruce Willis, yeah. man. The whole nine yards. What's not left to love? And the whole ten yards. <laughs> Unbreakable. Honestly, yeah. dear listener, if you've not seen it, it's it's great. The problem with... And it's not frightening like, to be slow. That's what I love. It. Yeah. It's, a, it's a slow, lovely build. The problem with Shyamalan is, yeah. da, 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 da. is the twist. Is that... Because he became famous for the twist. Everyone's yeah. waiting for the twist. In the yeah. end. Anyway. Uh, it's a good film he wrote that he didn't direct called Devil... Set in a lift. Have you ever seen that? No. It's worth catching. He didn't direct it, but right. it's, it's very close to it. And the twist in that is very good. I should maybe check that out this weekend. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Sam. Paul Ross is up after the news. This is Talk Radio.